the previous existing arrangements with Milton Keynes will still stand. But again, we reopen at 8 o'clock in the morning. A Liberal Democrat from St Albans claims sexism is a cultural problem within the party. County and District Councillor Chris White made the comments at a fringe meeting of the Lib Dem conference in Glasgow. It follows a police investigation into sexual harassment claims against the Lib Dem peer Lord Renard. More on this coming up next with Ian Lee. An independent review into the death last year of the four-year-old Daniel Pelker, who was murdered by his mother and stepfather in Coventry, says opportunities to protect him were missed by his school, the social services and health professionals. But the serious case review concludes that nobody could have predicted Daniel's death. The FBI has told a news conference that a man suspected of shooting dead 12 people on a naval base in Washington, D.C., got into the area with a valid security pass. A further eight people, including a police officer, were injured. 34-year-old former Navy reservist Aaron Alexis was shot dead by police during the incident. The managing director of First Capital Connect says they've made changes to ensure passengers aren't left stranded on broken-down trains for hours on end. The company was fined £75,000 after 700 passengers spent three hours stuck on a train to Bedford in May 2011. David Statham said they wanted to make sure passengers were always kept informed of what was happening. We've done an awful lot of work to make sure that our drivers understand how critical it is to get uh, information across to customers and they do uh, understand now how to make the public address systems work better on a failed train. In sport, England's cricketers lost the one-day series to Australia 2-1 after being beaten by 49 runs in the fifth and final international of the series in Southampton. The tourists were all out for 298 off 49.1 overs, with Shane Watson making 143. In reply, England were dismissed for 249 in 48 overs. The weather cold and wet with a top temperature of 12 degrees Celsius. That's 54 Fahrenheit. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you, Catherine. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Wasn't it cold? Stroke, isn't it cold this morning? Flipping freezing. Pyjamas and T-shirt last night in bed. And I had to get dressed under the bed covers. I know. Mm. Thick coat on in the kitchen. I will not put the heating on until the second week of October, though. I won't do it. Here comes a cup of tea. That's what I'm talking about. Thanks, Kelly Betts. Took you quite a long time. They're wanting to get it perfect. There we go. That's what we like to do here at BBC Three Counties Radio. We want to get it perfect. We very rarely do. Isn't that interesting? My producer Tyrus just typed on the screen. It's not interesting, but I'm going to say it because it links onto an internal argument I'm having at home. Uh, She says, It was so wet yesterday, I went to the laundrette to dry three loads of washing in 14 minutes. Good for you. We've got uh, a clothes horse. This is going to upset Shirley, who was on the show yesterday, who thinks I talk about myself too much. We have a, a, a heated clothes horse, okay, which is completely ineffective because the only bits that heat and dry are the bits that are on the bars. And it must cost a fortune in electricity. By what? I keep coming downstairs and find my wife has left it on all night. All night! I won't say anything to her, though. I'll just fume inside. And then when we get divorced in a few years, that'll be the reason. Anyway, shall we talk about the show? Yes, let's. Lots coming up, including residents in parts of Luton are criticising the council for cutting back on street cleaning, saying it's making the town's rat problem much worse. Well, when did you last see a rat? 
St Albans councillor Chris White says sexual harassment is a, quote, cultural problem, unquote, within the Lib Dems. Is sexual harassment a problem where you work? And here we go. Russell Brand is apparently getting it on with Jemima Khan. Those two stories are not linked in the slightest. Ladies, what do you see in Mr Brand? Why is he so popular with you lot? Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can send me a text 81333. Start your text 3CR. Or you can give me a phone call. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. The heated clothes horse must use up so much electricity. It just might, on all night just to dry the kids' pants and pyjamas? Really? Really? When did you last uh, see a rat? Residents in part of Luton are criticising the council for cutting back on street cleaning, saying it's making the town's rat problem worse. Well, people living in Berry Park and Library Road say discarded takeaway food and piles of litter provide rich pickings for the rodents. Well, our uh, wily, dirty little rodent correspondent, Justin Dealey, is on the case. Justin, whereabouts have you been? How very dare you, Ian. I'm, uh, I'm on Library Road at the moment, which is uh, just behind the shopping centre on the way to the train station. Uh, uh, Libby Road has been identified as, as a particularly bad area for rats. Now, I'm here this morning. I haven't seen any so far, but uh, there has been a problem in the past. The problem, according to some people, is getting a lot worse. I was here yesterday, Ian. I spoke to a few people. Everyone had a story. Here's what people had to say. So, Madam, Library Road here in Lucent has been named as a particularly bad area for rats. In your experience, just how bad is this road? Terrible. Rats every day. Over there, around the back there, along the top, and there. Has it always been like that? For about three, four years that I've been here, yeah. Is the situation getting worse? Yeah, big time. They sent rent a kill out to kill them, waste of time. Yeah. Um, when you say you're seeing rats, I mean, how many rats are you seeing here on a day-to-day basis, a week-to-week basis? Probably about 30 or more. Baby ones, big ones. 30 a week? Yeah. Most of them come from the riverbank over the back there. I mean, I can't remember the last time I saw a rat. Just how big are they? Probably, I don't know, three, four centimetres. Is it quite scary? Yeah, especially when they come running across your feet. And that's happened to you? Yeah, one come running out of there straight across my feet. You're just standing here, minding your own business, having a cigarette, and suddenly a rat comes across your feet? Yeah, made me flipping jump. What's your message to Lucenborough Council about this? Well, there's no point, is there? No one's going to do anything about them, so they're not going to change. You think the council are letting people down like you? Yes, big time. Um, I've seen, uh, I, I saw a lot, a lot of them, you know, running around, you know, especially when there is a bin, like the ones there you are seeing. Yeah, that three or four open. bins, yeah. Yeah, that are open, so the rats they have themselves. You can't help it. So this problem's been here for, for, for as long as you can remember then? Oh yeah, for years. Especially in the morning, in the morning, early morning, you know, about six o'clock, seven o'clock, you see them because there is not a lot of people, you know. Uh, so if I came down here at six o'clock in the morning, I would quite literally be surrounded by rats, would I? Oh, yeah, yeah, and especially down there, you know, you see them playing. Uh, do you find it quite scary be- being surrounded by rats here? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. That, that's scary, especially when you have got kids like myself, you know, of course. If you get uh, beaten by them, you know, huh? and they have got sharp, very sharp 
teeth, you know. Mm. Yeah, you get blood everywhere. Sounds horrible. Thank you very much. You're welcome. My pleasure. Have a good day. I think the lady, uh, Justin, was confusing uh, metric and imperial because three <laughs> centimetre long rat, well, you know, it's, it's nothing. A th- three or four inch rat, well, that, that's something to write home about. Absolutely. I mean, that man was saying there that uh, at six o'clock in the morning you will see them. I haven't seen any rats so far. Look in the mirror. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but uh, whilst that piece was on the air there, somebody walked past the car and I said to her, what's the rat situation like here? She said, it's absolutely disgusting. It's getting worse by the day. Uh, she was walking around to Luton train station. Sadly, we couldn't talk to her live. But um, everyone you talk to here says the problem is getting worse. See if you can catch one and bring it home in a bag for us. Uh, yeah, so we are going to be talking to a rat catcher live after eight um, to get their take on this. But but again, uh, talking to street cleaners in Luton, they've come up to me and they've said that our numbers are being slashed. We're having to reapply for our jobs and the town is going to get a lot dirtier. It will certainly appear from what they're telling me and what the people here are telling me that's certainly the case. Pick up your litter people. That's, that, that would help. Very quickly Justin, while mm. you're out and about this morning, could you do me a favour? Yes. Front page of the Daily Mail uh, Jemima Khan is, is apparently having some sort of relationship with, with Russell Brand. We don't know if that's true or not. But I'll be casual then. Yep. It, exactly. Well, Russell Brand does seem to get it on with lots of very beautiful women. Mm. And I've met him. He's a very charming gentleman. Yeah. But I just don't... <laughs> I'm better looking than Russell Brand, I think. I just don't get it. So could, would you mind asking some of the ladies of Beds, Hearts and Bucks what what they see in Russell Brand for us, please? Yes, I certainly will do that for you, no problem. Justin Daly, speak to you later on. Thank you. Thank you very much. Rats and rats, we've thrown out there. If rats are a problem where you are, do give us a call. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. What did you do to get rid of them? And on the other subject of rats, Russell Brand. Women, please. What, what, what is it about him that's so sexy?
this is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Rats. Rats. They're everywhere in Luton. Just slight exaggeration, don't panic. But, but, when was the last time you saw one? 08459 455 555. And what do you ladies find so sexy uh, about Russell Brand? And do gay men find him sexy as well? Do, do, do gay men find him attractive or do they see through it? 08459 455 555. It's a quarter past six. Let's get the latest travel news. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thanks Ian, good morning. Things looking clear on the motorways at the moment. No delays on the M25 going into the roadworks around Potter's Bar. Everything looking pretty good in Beaconsfield. It's likely to get slow on the A355 as the morning goes on though because there are still some temporary traffic lights up. There are a couple of sets for works near Burnham Road also near to Hare Hatch Lane as you go toward Dorney Bottom along Dorney Hill. A404 works in Little Chalfont. Temporary traffic lights are up for gas main work between Loudhams Road and St Nicholas Close. Everything looking pretty decent actually as you travel by train this morning as well. No problems on the train departure boards through the three counties and if you're heading for London, tubes are running to time as well. Adam Glynn, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Adam. It's 6.16, it's Tuesday the 17th September, I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. People living and working in central Luton say the council's decision to cut back on street cleaning has led to an increase in rat numbers. Some children's services have been restored at Bedford Hospital, although overnight care will still be provided at Milton Keynes and the Luton and Dunstable. In sport, England's cricketers lost the one-day series to Australia 2-1 after they were beaten by 49 runs in the fifth and final international of the series in Southampton. Coming up, sexual harassment. Is it a problem where you work? Well, it seems it is within the Liberal Democrat Party. 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Tonight, there are home games for two of our teams. That's the moment of the match and the Hatters. And you can choose who to listen to. The Tokyo into the box. On digital radio, plus 98 and 103.8 FM, you can hear Watford against Doncaster. Looks to oh! tip the goalkeeper. What a goal! From Christian Batokyo! Or listen to Luton versus Dartford online on medium wave, 95.5 and 104.5 FM. Andre Gray equalises with a stunning strike. Three Counties Sport, tonight from 7 on BBC Three Counties Radio. We come on this loop, John B. My grandfather and me. Around Nassau town we did run. Drinking all night. Got into a So So bro- 
I'm reading the most fabulously geeky book about the Beach Boys that details every concert they've ever played. Every concert they've ever played. Wonderful. 08459 455 555. Is sexual harassment a problem where you work? We like to think, don't we, 2013, we're all a little bit enlightened, and those days of the 70s and the 80s are, are far behind us. But it would appear in some places it's not. It seems that sexual harassment is still a problem in the Lib Dem party. St Albans councillor Chris White says it's a, quote, cultural problem, unquote, within the party. His comments come after earlier this year. The Met Police said they were investigating sexual harassment claims involving the Lib Dem peer Lord Renard. Well, Chris White joins me now. Chris, what prompted you to say this? Well, uh, clearly there's been some of the coverage that, uh, that you've mentioned, but uh, uh, this has got a number of us thinking about uh, making sure that the Lib Dems, uh, alongside indeed any other political party, uh, look very carefully at how we do things and, and, and improve matters. Uh, and what, uh, what I've noticed is that uh, there's, there's a generational gap. Um, there used to be uh, a culture uh, right across uh, working life, be it in a political party, the ordinary workplace, wherever, whereby um, uh, men in particular, but it's not just men, uh, could make comments about women, could patronise them, uh, could uh, uh, behave in inappropriate fashions. And it was accepted that this was just an occupational hazard that uh, women in particular had to go through. Generations have changed now, and uh, uh, younger people in particular feel that... uh, um, there needs to be more dignity in the workplace, both in terms of uh, physical contact and indeed in terms of remarks. And any political party has got to make sure that uh, it is in the forefront of making, uh, of, of being uh, a, a leader in proper behaviour. And this is something that uh, a number of Lib Dems, perhaps most of uh, my colleagues, uh, feel that uh, we need to tackle. And indeed, we feel other political parties need to tackle as well. Chris, have you seen any examples of this happening? Or have you had stories told to you? Yes, I have seen examples, um, which I don't really want to go into in in much detail because people could be identified. But I have witnessed examples, and indeed, uh, friends of mine have uh, reported to me examples. And uh, uh, one of the problems is that um, people are uh, afraid to come forward, um, feel a bit isolated, um, and complaint systems... Uh, in this case, whether it be in a political party or in the workplace, are cumbersome. Um, what I'm trying to uh, ensure, uh, along with others, is that there is a cultural change, so that people actually recognise that uh, uh, an off-colour joke or, indeed, uh, inappropriate touching is something we don't do in, in this day and age anymore. Now, I, I can completely understand why you wouldn't want to identify anybody, and I wouldn't want mm. to either, but but what what kind of things is it that you, you have seen? Is it someone saying, all right, love, nice skirt? Is it someone patting someone on the bottom? What what kind of behaviour is it that you've seen? I, I think that what, what you said are, are, are two of the kinds of behaviours that, that uh, are, are part of this. Uh, yes, it, it's, it's the use of the word love, for instance, is it, something which is, is no longer tolerated, whereas... 30 years ago, it, it could be appropriate from a senior man to a junior woman. Uh, I think patting on bottoms is, 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 is a more extreme example, but uh, it, it's quite easy to, um, if you were having a conversation with someone, to, to pat them on the leg or something like that, pat them on the knee. Now, there's two things wrong, wrong with that. One is that, um, you know, uh, unsolicited touching isn't, isn't the right sort of thing to do anyway, but it, it, it's any way a patronising gesture. And I think a lot of this is about... 
uh, power play, uh, someone senior um, expressing their seniority in ways which are frankly no longer acceptable. Um, of course, there are more extreme examples, and uh, uh, and these, of course, are, are, are currently sub judice. And these are, are are being carried out by senior members of the party. Um, I was thinking more actually about the general workplace. I mean, it, it, it's it's a problem in political parties. It's a problem in 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 the day to day workplace. And this is one of the things which is is quite shocking. Everyone says, "Well, I've, I've seen it here," but I've also seen it where I work. Uh, so uh, I'm afraid that uh, political parties are uh, composed of the human beings who are. Uh, uh, in, in, in ordinary life. Isn't, um, isn't some of it, Chris, a little bit over the top? You mentioned um, the use of the word love, where it, it, in various parts of the country, the use of the word love is the same as mate, fella, pal. I sometimes refer, when I speak to older ladies who I sense wouldn't be offended by, I call them love and it gets a nice reaction. Is that, are we being a little bit too sensitive here? No, I think it's just looking back to what you just said, where you sense they wouldn't be offended. That's the key thing. I have got friends that uh, I, I, I might walk up to them, put my arm around them, and say, "Hi, how are you doing?" Um, and there's nothing wrong with that, provided I am sensible and sensitive to their reaction. If they sort of shrug off your hand, then you think, "Right, don't do it again." Now, the first contact, the first word, uh, is fine. When someone says no, when someone clearly doesn't like you doing that, then. You, you, you shouldn't do it. And it, it, it goes across all sorts of walks of life. I remember my, my father's name is David. He, he, he actually he, uh, uh, had a... Uh, he collapsed years and years ago, and, and he was put in the ambulance, and the ambulance driver called him Dave. Now, my dad's not a Dave. You need to think about that sort of thing. It's the same sort of way that older women, for instance, don't like being called by their first name. They like being called Mrs. Uh, it, it's all on the same spectrum of respect treating people in a way that they regard as respectful and recognising when you got it wrong and changing your behaviour. And it's that sort of thing that we need to tackle in society. It's just treating each other with more respect on a very wide spectrum between how you've talked to people, how you touch people, and indeed, of course, on occasion worse. It does seem a little bit um, uh, um, a broad sweep to say that we, you know, that the, the ambulance person called your dad Dave when he's a David, and uh, my mum is a Linda and she gets called a Lynn sometimes. And we, we it, it seems a, a, a little bit sensitive. We're losing all about that the things that make us human and a little bit different. Are you, are you going to write a, a manual on what we can oh, and can't say? No, no. I just think everyone needs to wake up and smell the coffee. I'm, I've, I've committed uh, a. a, a, a uh, a silly mistake in terms of writing to people in election time. I've got a piece of software, it takes off the electoral roll, and the way the software was construed, it always used the first name. I got a number of complaints from older people, particularly older women, saying, how dare you call me uh, June? How dare you call me Doris? Uh, the last person to call me Doris was my, my late husband, and I thought, that was a terrible thing to do, because that caused offence in a way which was avoidable and un- unnecessary, and I felt I've learned from that. So there's no manual, but uh, listen to the feedback. Yes. If someone doesn't like how you've dealt with them, change your behaviour. I would agree with that. Chris, we are running out of time. Did you go and bring us back slightly to the sexual harassment within the Lib Dems. Yeah. You, you say it is a, a cultural problem. Is it damaging for the Liberal Democrats? Uh... I think it's uh, potentially damaging in the long term if we don't do anything about it, which is why people like me are trying to do something about it and say, look, we've got to be in the forefront of this. Uh, we're a Liberal Party, and we've got to make sure that uh, uh, when it comes to close scrutiny, uh, we, we, we come out uh, clean as a whistle. But uh, at least we're having the honesty to have the debate. Um, and, of course, uh, 
this, this, this has been in, in, in the national media, and it's a, it's a, it's a wake-up call. Chris White, thank you very much. St Albans Councillor. Well, a, a couple of issues uh, are raised there. Obviously, sexual harassment is, is a no-no. It still happens. Does it happen where you work? Have you been made to feel uncomfortable? Men and women, it goes both ways. Uh, have you been made to feel uncomfortable because of your gender or because of the, 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 the slightly domineering role that someone has taken over you? 08459 455 555. But the thing that really struck me there, the little side note, Chris saying we shouldn't call people love. Really? Is that... No, babe, listen, I, I'm 40, I'm kind of an old man. Is that, am, am I completely out of touch? If I get... Some old dear at the bus stop asked me when the, if this bus goes to, I, I don't know, to Milton Keynes. I'll say, oh, I don't know, love, let me check. And I would say most times an older woman, we're talking like sort of 70s, 80s here, quite likes it when a younger man, 40, calls them love. I've, I, I've never had any, I've had a little giggle. Would I call a younger woman love? Probably not. Probably not. But it's, it's not the worst thing, is it? Very simple question. Are you offended by the use of the word love? 08459 455 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Things are looking much heavier into the roadworks now this morning on the M25. Anti-clockwise, we've got a fair bit of a queue from Junction 26, Waltham Abbey to 25 at Enfield. Much busier than you'd expect at this time of the morning, looking at the cameras around there. We haven't had any incidents reported, and I can't see if there's a blockage anywhere on the cameras. But if you're stuck there and you can see what's going on, our number's 08459 455 555. Through St Albans, roadworks on the Hatfield Road, the A1057. It's water main work at the Ashley Road Junction. And you've got the works on the Fenny Stratford Bypass as well, the A5 as you leave Milton Keynes and come down toward the McDonald's roundabout for the A4146 and Watling Street, that can get quite busy at times as well. Adam Glynn, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Adam. It's 6.30 News and Sport now with Catherine Boyle. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. People living and working in central Luton say the council's decision to cut back on street cleaning has led to an increase in rat numbers. Some children's services have been restored at Bedford Hospital, although overnight care will still be provided at Milton Keynes in the Luton and Dunstable. And a Liberal Democrat county and district councillor from St Albans claims sexism is a cultural problem within the party. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. England's cricketers lost the one-day series to Australia 2-1 after being beaten by 49 runs in the fifth and final international of the series in Southampton yesterday. Meanwhile, in the Premier League, Swansea drew 2 all at home to Liverpool. It was an eventful evening for the former Liverpool player John Joe Shelby. He scored one of Swansea's goals and got the assist on their other from Michu. However, the mistakes he made also helped Liverpool score their goals, much to his annoyance. When you score against your former club, I'm not going to lie, it's probably one of the best feelings I've, I've had in football but then the, the two mistakes I made and gifted Liverpool a draw really everyone was coming around to me at half time putting their arm around me and said just go and show the character that we know you can do and I felt I did that in a, in a way and, and, and got us back into the game In the Championship Watford could be without midfielder Irene tonight for the match against Doncaster here's Hornets manager Gianfranco Zola Well Doncaster is tough because uh, it's a promote, new promoted team and uh, they have a lot of enthusiasm I saw them playing against Charlton and they did very well and uh, 
So I'm expecting a tough game. They will be organized, strong, and uh, and to get around the, that thing, the, we will have to be as organized as them and uh, with better quality. Luton Town take on Dartford at Kenilworth Road tonight in the conference. Despite a disappointing 2-0 defeat at Wrexham last time out, manager John still says he won't be making wholesale changes. I've been really pleased with how we were playing. Uh, were we winning enough games? No. But were we playing well enough? Yes. But Friday we didn't. And it's wherever I take the last five games and say, well, one of them's not very good, so I need to change. That's not something I'm sure that I, I, I want to do. In the Southern Premier last night, St Albans lost 1-0 to Cambridge City, while tonight Alsey, Bedford and Burnham all play at home. Meanwhile, in Conference South, Boreham Wood are away to Farnborough. And that's the latest news and sports. I'll be back with more at 7 o'clock. You're right, love. Yeah. Oh. You've just let down. Um, I've let the side down. You've let the sisterhood down. Quickly, go and put, try and put that burning bra out and put it back on. Can you say it again, then? You're right, love. How very dare you! You're um, uh, northern. Sc- you're from up north, aren't you? Yeah. Um, and you, they all speak like that, don't they? Well. Oh. Yeah. It depends where you go. In Salford, where my family's from, oh, um, the term of endearment is cock. All right, cock. Call oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, the less said about that, the better, I think. Well, what do you think? Are you offended by the word love? Uh, we spoke to Chris White a few minutes ago, the St Albans councillor. He's a Lib Dem. We're talking about sexism. And he expanded it to say that love was actually a pretty unpleasant word. The word love, for instance, is, is, is something which is, is no longer tolerated, whereas 30 years ago it, it could be appropriate from a senior man to a junior woman. I don't have a massive problem with love. Um, but maybe I, I'm a 40-year-old man. I realise I'm now one of them. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Do you have a problem with the word love? Dennis is in Dunstable. Morning, love. Good morning, love. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well. Do you have a problem with it? Not in the least. I'm 88 and I couldn't care less, from, even if a fella calls me love. Why not? That's very modern of you. I'm a Mancunian. I call everybody love. It is, and I, this is the thing, it is a, a north-south divide. It, well, saying that, they do say love a lot up north, but then so do, you know, Cockneys in London. All right, love? Yeah, of course you do. It's the same with the kids. I mean, the children around here, very quite young children, they all call me Dennis. Yes. I mean, that was my given name. They don't call me anything else. I'm happy. The kids, I, I refer to them by their first names. They do with me. I don't want them to call me Mr. Brooks. That's too stuffy with Dennis, kids. Dennis, you and I um, are both... Well, we're, we're old farts, aren't we, really? Yes. Are we, are we out of touch with what young women want and that young women could be offended by the use of the word love? Well, I've not found any yet to have because they realise that I'm not a dirty old man. I don't chase them, so calling love is very innocent. Dennis and Dunstable, thank you very much indeed. Well, what do you think? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Little hiccup there. It's got a Peter and Warmer Green. Peter, morning, love. Good morning, love. You, you got a problem with it? <laughs> no, not at all. There's a big difference. I don't think that chap from St Albans really understood it. Go on, make make it clear there's, there's, there's for him. A condescending way of saying it. And a greetings while saying it. Yeah. And no one should be condescending to anybody. To, to, to do both different ones. Do the condescending one to me and the greeting one. It depends on the context of using the word. Oh. I mean, you go, you go, so hello, how are you, and that sort of thing. And I, I, I say it quite often. But I don't do it in any condescending way whatsoever. Because the, that's offensive. 
The thing is, Peter, you uh, sound like an, an older gentleman, and maybe it, maybe times have changed. You know, in the 70s, it was all right to go up to a woman, pat her on the bum and say, well done, girl, good, good, good work, love. Now, going up and patting them on the bum is inappropriate. Maybe, maybe the use of the word love is, is inappropriate now. Well, I mean, times have changed. I mean, I went up to Moorfield recently and saw so many people walking around with cups of coffee. Now, if they're, if they're not going to pride in themselves by have, drink, eating and drinking before they come out, what sort of people are they? That's what I thought. Peter, good, 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 good question there. Not quite sure. Let me just work out what the connection is between calling people love and having a cup of coffee in a hospital. Um... Um... Calling someone love, having a cup of coffee in a hospital, something to eat. Connection is. Yesterday, well, it seemed so cool when I walked you home, kissed goodnight. I said it's love, you said alright. It's funny how. I could never cry Until tonight And you pass by And hand with another guy
BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, cast your mind back a couple of years when passengers were left stranded on a train to Bedford for more than three hours. Well, commuters are now being given assurances it won't happen again. 700 people were left stranded between St Pancras and Kentish Town in May 2011. At one point, about 40 people uh, forced open the doors and started walking down the track. The managing director, David Statham, says they've made improvements, for instance, ensuring customers are always up to date on what's happening. We've done an awful lot of work to make sure that our drivers understand how critical it is to get uh, information across to customers, and they do uh, understand now how to make the public address systems work better on a failed train. Well, Stephen Greengrass uses that train. Good morning, Stephen. Are you pleased with the outcome? Morning. Um, I, I don't know about pleased. I'd, I'd rather the thing hadn't happened in the first place, to be absolutely honest with you. I, I think the, the, the fact that they've put in place um, procedures which the RAIB recommended, which would have been simple and common sense only after the incident happened, uh, and they were investigated, is it, it, obviously very disappointing, and, and the, the size of the fine is the equivalent to, I know, 25 uh, annual season tickets between St Albans and London, so it's inconsequential to them. Um, so, no, I'm, I'm kind of not particularly pleased with the output, outcome. It seems pretty obvious that if there's a problem on a train and it's stuck there for hours, the driver communicates, or the train company somehow communicates to the passengers what's going on. I, I absolutely agree, but I, I think... Uh, you know, at the time, I think all of us were a bit kind of upset with the driver that he wasn't communicating. I think now some of us have seen the RAIP report. We kind of understand that, that the driver was kind of left to it um, and that the process, uh, that the management processes that should have been in place to uh, kind of sort out an issue to get us off the train sooner simply weren't implemented because they didn't follow their own procedures, because uh, people hadn't been trained, uh, people weren't being communicated with, the driver wasn't being communicated with as, as much as anything, as far as I can tell. And they didn't learn from other train companies, and those sorts of things were really common sense. They should have had those in place. How frustrating was it being on that train for three hours, Stephen? Um, but pretty frustrating, actually. I mean, I, I, I've been stuck on trains for rather longer than that in the past, but, um, uh, but it was very hot. Um, on those new trains, there's no windows, there's no air conditioning, no lights, not much in the way of information, so nobody really knew what was going on. Um, it was understandable that people forced the doors open to get ventilation. Um, I'm not one of those who, who thought it was a good idea to jump down on the line, and I didn't jump down on the line, but I think it was pretty frustrating. Uh, do you feel you've been compensated properly for what happened? What compensation have you had? Um, I think I, I think I got a few free free tickets, but I suspect that was as much because I got in touch with the train company and um, uh, I got in touch with their customer services people after the event, not so much to complain, but to offer them um, some insights as, as to how it had been from my uh, position as a, as a passenger. Um, I don't know whether other people got as much as I did. Have you noticed any improvements uh, on the line, Stephen? You, you still use the same service, don't you? Yes, I mean, we don't, we don't have a lot of choice in this area. Mm. Um, you know, we could go to Hatfield, but it's operated by the same company. Um, I, yes, I would say, uh, I don't know, improvements. I mean, that hasn't happened again. Um, the trains are still very overcrowded. And, you know, one of the things that I guess is really worrying for many of us in St Albans is, for years, we've had our fares put up by the maximum amount each year um, on the promise of better train services uh, that would come from the Thameslink project. And... Uh, now, you know, those 
are still some years off, one understands, and the, the kind of rail freight depot that, that the Secretary of State is minded to improve at Radlett will soak up a lot of that spare capacity. So, you know, we've been paying, if you like, maximum fare increases on the promise of something that may never happen. How would you describe that rail route, Stephen? Um, uh, it's it's overcrowded. It's it badly in need of more capacity. And I think it's badly in need of an operator that really cares about its customers and, and don't see us as, you know, you know, just a way to pay the dividends to shareholders. Stephen Greengrass, thank you very much indeed. He was a passenger on that train uh, when it got stuck in uh, May 2011. And the uh, train company um, were fined £75,000. £75,000. Wow. It's 6.45. Let's get the travel news now. Uh, let's, here's Adam. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. We've had a call about the M25 anti-clockwise with an update. Reports that one lane is blocked by an accident with a car transporter involved between Junction 25 at Enfield and 24 at Potter's Bar as traffic goes into the roadworks. Congestion is now back as far as the M11 at Junction 27. It continues to look very slow on the cameras through there. As you go round further anti-clockwise, traffic is building from the M1 round to Watford Junction 21 to 19. Also looking slow on the drive into London if you're using the A1 from the Holiday Inn Junction at Boreham Wood down toward Mill Hill. We're doing okay though on the trains this morning. No late runners and no major delays. Adam Glynn, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Adam. Six forty-six. It's Tuesday, the seventeenth of set. The seventeenth of September. Wow. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. People living and working in central London say the council's decision to cut back on street cleaning has led to an increase in rat numbers. A number of children's services have been restored at Bedford Hospital, although overnight care will still be provided at Milton Keynes and the Luton and Dunstable. In sport in the Premier League last night, Swansea drew two all at home to Liverpool. Ah. Coming up, we'll be talking more about Russell Brand and what do you find sexy about him. But before that, let's get a little bit of the weather with Kate Kinsella. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Well, it's not a bad start to the day across all three counties, actually. A bit of cloud around, but we'll get some brightness mixed in there as well. The temperature outside at the moment ranging between 7 and 9 Celsius. Now, as we head through the morning, the cloud will increase and become thick enough to produce some rain, and that's going to continue through the morning. Rain and also a bit of wind as well. Persistent and heavy rain as we head through the afternoon. So, fairly miserable, and temperature's not going to raise too much at all. We're looking at a maximum later of just 12 Celsius. That's 54 degrees in Fahrenheit. So feeling unseasonably cool. Now, overnight tonight, we'll get some outbreaks of rain first thing, but they'll sink south. It's dry eventually. We may get one or two clear spells as well, which means it could get quite chilly in some more rural spots. But for most of us, we're looking at a minimum temperature of maybe 8 or 9 Celsius. A rather cloudy start tomorrow, but it will break. We'll get some sunny spells. One or two showers tomorrow afternoon, but they'll blow through very quickly and it will just feel that little bit nicer tomorrow because the sun comes out and the temperature getting up to around 15 or 16 Celsius. But for the rest of the week, it is going to stay unsettled with more wind and rain on the way for Thursday. And that's your forecast. Thank you very much.
are sweet as roses in the morning And you, to me, are soft as summer rain And don't in love with shade That's something rare The sidewalks in the street The concrete and the clay beneath my feet Begins to crumble But love will never die Because we'll see the mountains tumble Before we say goodbye My love and I The concrete and the clay beneath my feet begins to crumble But love will never die Because we'll see the mountains crumble Before we say goodbye My love and I Frog in my throat, dear listener. It came at the most inappropriate time. BBC Three Counties Radio, uh, 08459 455 555. Front page of the Daily Mail. As Jemima Khan joins brands Harem, 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 Harem. What on earth do women see in him? Well, we thought we'd steal the question from the Daily Mail. What on earth do people see in Russell Brand? Listen, I've met him. I work with him. He's a really nice bloke. He's very charming. He's very humble and down to earth when I met him. This is before he became a massive star, of course. But I, I don't quite see what the, 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 the thing is about him. He obviously exudes some form of, of sexuality, some form of magnetism that, that I'm not picking up on. So what is it? Mikey says he's gay. Well, I don't think he is, Mikey. I think that's, that's, uh, that's untrue. Uh, Mary says, I don't know. They must be bad. <clears throat> Dobbs says he tells jokes, hilarious ones and all. He's a jumped-up version of Ian Lee. <laughs> Lorraine says, oh, look, Lorraine, there's, um, uh, L- Lorraine has got the hots. You see, there's a subtext to Lorraine's Facebook posting. He's intelligent, quick-witted and funny. Can't be described as boring and always speaks his mind. What's not to like? I've meet, met people who always speak their mind, and quite often you're thinking, I wish you wouldn't speak your mind always. Uh, Mark Garrett says, "Big." Oh, no, I can't read that out, Mark, for goodness sake. Oh, and Andy, look, you're just being vulgar. Andy makes a personal reference to a part of his anatomy uh, and the fact that his wallet is probably full as well. But he was getting beautiful, beautiful women before... He was a, a, a rich Hollywood. I say Hollywood. He has made films. He's made more films than me. I've only made one. That was with Angelina Jolie. Uh, he, he, before he was making movies. So what on earth 
to women seeing him. I'm, I'm throwing this open to women and to gay men as well, I suppose. What is there about Russell Brand that, that works, that does it? 08459 I'm, I'm keen to know. Maybe, maybe Russell Brand can rub off on me. Have a quick look at the front pages of the newspapers, shall we? <clears throat> the Independent. This shooting, yes, there's been a shooting, hasn't there, in America? Death in D.C. Obama laments yet another shooting. Emergency services near the Navy Yard where at least 13 people were shot dead yesterday. We're talking about that a little bit later on in the show. um, And uh, veiled threat to race relations. Judge says woman must show her face in court uh, in ruling condemned by Muslim councillor Britain's intolerant. More interestingly for me... Michael J. Fox, the lighter side of Parkinson's. Parkinson's is in the newspaper for two reasons today. Uh, one, because of the new, Michael J., the new Michael J. Fox television series, which I've seen the trailer for. It looks very funny. It's about a, a, an ex-news reporter who's got Parkinson's. Hello, Michael J. Fox. It does look very, very funny. Can a comedy revolve around a serious illness? As Billy Connolly announces that he has Parkinson's, uh, fellow sufferer Michael J. Fox has created a sitcom. There's a very funny bit where a guy comes in and recognises Michael J. Fox. He says, oh, hey, man, can I get your autograph? I think it's great what you're doing. My dad's got Alzheimer's. He goes, oh, it's, it's, it's Parkinson's. Ah, same thing. And it's kind of like that all the way through. It looks very, very funny. Can you laugh about that kind of stuff? I, I'd like to think you can. I'd like to think you can. The Daily Telegraph. The front page is an advert for the HSBC. What? Gunman, if you open past the advert, you get a little bit more. Gunman brings terror to US base. 13 dead in shooting spree. Come on, America. There were people arguing on Twitter. Twitter, the home of the well-thought-out and intelligent idea. Well, this just proves that there should be more police with guns. Well, no, hang on a second. Surely this just proves that America should ban guns. Don't throw more guns at guns because then you get what? More guns? Uh, we need rules for wearing veils. Um, oh, this is very good. I've just glanced ahead to Matt's cartoon on the Daily Telegraph. He says what we're all thinking and makes it amusing. We need rules for wearing veils in public buildings, warns Judge. Okay, so there's in the story of this uh, the college in Birmingham that wanted to ban the, the wearing of the veil. They retracted that. There's a, a young lady who's in court and has now been told by the judge, you can wear the veil, but not when you're giving evidence. So Matt, the uh, Telegraph cartoonist, is taking a rather sideways glance at the news and come up with this. Uh, it's a teacher... Um, uh, and he's in, you can tell he's in a class. It says class 8C. And he's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven um, Muslim female students. They're all wearing the full hijab. The whole, the whole kit and caboodle. All you can say are their eyes. And the teacher is saying, don't be late tomorrow. It's the school photo. Oh, Matt. Oh, Matt. Where, when, please don't ever stop entertaining us with your wry and dry ideas, Matt. <clears throat> Let's uh, do one more, and then we'll... Um, uh, the Times, an amazing picture of a glorious sky, and Barclays refunds 300,000 uh, customers after blunder. A £100 million blunder by one of Britain's biggest banks will result in more than 300,000 loan customers, each receiving a refund of hundreds of pounds next month. And I won't be getting none of it. I won't be getting none of it. The Guardian has that shooting as well in America. Oh, dear. Oh, dear, oh, dear. 
08459 455 555. Russell Brand and Calling Women Love. Have you got a problem with either of those things? Counties Radio 08459 455 555. Do you have a problem with people using the word love? Here's Adam Glenn. You're right, love. For beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Too bad, look. Not too bad. Um, M25, anti-clockwise. We've still got these reports of a lane blocked by an accident with a car transporter involved. This is between Enfield and Potter's Bar, junctions 25 and 24 going off into the roadworks. Congestion back to the M11 now. It's very, very slow around there this morning. Traffic much heavier than usual. It's also busy as you go further around anti-clockwise with traffic steadily building from the M1 to Watford, junction 21 at 219. And for anyone driving into London through Boreham Wood, there are already some delays on the A1 southbound for the holiday in Junction to Mill Hill. Speed sensors aren't really picking up too much else at the minute. We're looking okay up at the Black Cat Roundabout on the A1, to and from Bedford and Milton Keynes. Things are looking clear, and it's a good clear run for the minute anyway on the M1. Trains and tubes running well as well. Adam Glynn, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Adam. We had a Lib Dem councillor from St Albans coming on and saying that calling people love, well, it's sexist. Is it? I do it sometimes. You've got a problem with that, love? Here's the news with Catherine. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning, it's 
seven o'clock, I'm Catherine Boyle. The headlines, Luton's rats blamed on council cuts, services resume at Bedford Hospital and Hertfordshire Lib Dem claims sexism is a cultural problem for his party. BBC Three Counties Radio. People living and working in central Luton say the council's decision to cut back on street cleaning has led to an increase in rat numbers. Last month, the borough councillor in charge of street services, Dave Taylor, told this programme savings had to be made and members of the public would need to take more responsibility for keeping the town tidy. We spoke to these people from Library Road. Terrible. Rats every day. They sent rent a kill out to kill them. Waste of time. Most of them come from the riverbank over the back there. I've seen, uh, I, I saw a lot, a lot of them, you know, running around, you know, especially when there is a bill like the ones there you are seeing. So the rats, they have themselves. More on this coming up next with Ian Lee. A number of children's services have been restored at Bedford Hospital following their controversial suspension in July. The new head of children's services, Dr Andy Raffles, says more care can be offered during the day, but any patients who need to stay overnight will need to go to Milton Keynes or the Luton Dunstable Hospital. The teenager who died after being stabbed in Luton on Friday has been named as Micah Urquhart. The injured 19-year-old was found a short distance from his home in Hastings Street at 20 to 1 in the morning. He later died at the scene and now police have launched a murder investigation. Police in the United States say they now believe that a single gunman was responsible for a mass shooting at a Navy headquarters in Washington yesterday. Twelve people were killed and eight wounded when a man opened fire at the Washington Navy Yard. He was killed by police at the scene. An independent review into the death last year of the four-year-old Daniel Pelker, who was murdered by his mother and stepfather in Coventry, says opportunities to protect him were missed by his school, the social services and health professionals. The report's author, Ron Locke, says none of the agencies have been prepared to think the unthinkable and consider that he might be suffering abuse. A Liberal Democrat from St Albans claims sexism is a cultural problem within his party. County and District Councillor Chris White made the comments at a fringe meeting of the Lib Dem conference in Glasgow. Councillor White told this programme earlier that workplace attitudes need to change across the board and his party is no exception. Yes, I have seen examples. Indeed, uh, friends of mine have uh, reported to me examples. And uh, uh, one of the problems is that um, people are... uh, afraid to come forward, um, feel a bit isolated, um, and complaint systems, uh, in this case, whether it be in a political party or in the workplace, are cumbersome. In sport, England's cricketers were unable to add a one-series win to the Ashes victory against Australia. They were beaten by 49 runs in the fifth and final international of the series in Southampton, losing the series 2-1. The weather today, cold and wet, with a top temperature of 12 degrees Celsius. That's 54 degrees Fahrenheit. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash counties. Now, you've got um, a soft spot for uh, Russell Brand, haven't I you? have, yes. We mentioned him in the office and we're all kind of going, I don't get it, what's, what's the thing? And you, you sort of melted and started fanning yourself in a corner. Well, I mean, to the naked eye, he needs a good scrub, doesn't he? Yeah. But you'd like to give him that scrub? I wouldn't mind, actually. Well, if I wasn't ma- happily married, of course. But he, like my husband, he has a very pretty face, I think. Uh, and also a devilish wink in his eye. I think he's rakish. He's quite dangerous, but it'd be an awful lot of fun. Anyway, that's what I think. (laughs) I was keeping quiet seeing how long she could go on for. It turns out it was quite a long time. And did you hear her voice just kind of softened? Oh, dear.
She got all romantic and all lovey-dovey. Deary, deary me. Well, what do you see in Russell Brand? Give us a call. 08459 455 555. Other bits and pieces we're talking about this morning, perhaps slightly more serious. Residents in parts of Luton are criticising the council for cutting back on street cleaning, saying it's making the town's rat problem worse. When did you last see a rat? I saw a rat in London a couple of weeks ago on the underground, but... but... St Albans councillor Chris White says sexual harassment is a cultural problem within the Lib Dems. He also went on to say that calling people love falls into that category. Well, women, and I guess I can only address this question to the female listeners of the show. Do you have a problem with being called love? And while you're on, I might ask you about Russell Brand as well. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. Send me a text, 81333. Start your text, 3CR. Or give me a call, 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Rats. There's a rat in my kitchen, what am I going to do? Oh, we'll talk about. We'll do that first. I do apologise. On this, we'll get to rats in a second. Joanne's in Harpenden. Good morning, Joanne. Uh, good morning, Ian. I, I was. I prefaced your call with a, a, an irrelevant UB40 <laughs> lyric. Uh, <laughs> you've called in about uh, the subject of being called love. Yes, most mornings uh, with my local workman, which um, I don't have a problem with at all. It actually just makes me smile, and uh, yeah, I don't have a problem. Does it give you a warm, tingly feeling inside? Uh, it, <laughs> it just cheers me up. I don't uh, see the problem at all with being called love. You, you know, I'm 41. I was going to say, you, you know, sound like quite a young lady. For, 41 is, you know, is, well... Careful. We, no, well, I'm 40. <laughs> We're reaching the boundaries. So, although <laughs> a, a, a woman in a shop called me a young man the other day. Oh, I loved it. Oh, I loved it. He's a 30-year-old, so I'm kind of okay, I think. Okay. And so, uh, so who is calling you, love? Um, the workman. Um, oh, you, you're dead common, you local, are, aren't you? Local school. <laughs> so, um, but it does. They've, they've been doing it for, I suppose, about four months now. So, uh, yes, and other things, but, you know, keep, keep, keeping it clean. Well, hang on a, hang on a minute, John. What, what, what are you wearing as you drop your daughter off at school? Mini skirts and boots? I'm from Harkinson, Ian, no. No, OK. So you, but so we had it mentioned earlier on by a St Albans Lib Dem councillor that, that, that that's actually bordering sexism. You, you disagree, nonsense. would you? Absolutely nonsense. No, Joanne. Nice to speak to you, love. Okay, thank up. you very much. <laughs> Who, hands up. Who's intrigued to know what the, what other things the builders call her? Me. I daren't ask because I like this job, but I'm intrigued. Joanne in Harpenden doesn't have a problem with being called love. Do you? She's 41. I would say, I would say that's kind of the, the, the boundary. Let's see if we can find somebody under 35 who doesn't mind being called love. 08459 555 555. Back to my UB40 lyric. There is a rat in my kitchen. What am I going to do? Maybe later on I'll tell you the story, if there's time, about my brother-in-law trying to catch a rat in his neighbour's kitchen. It's a horrific story. Uh, 
She gets called Foxy Mummy. I think we can say that on the radio. Just. Uh, well, well, people in part of Luton think they are seeing too many rats and are blaming the council's decision to cut back on cleaning services. Residents claim part of the problem is the number of takeaway restaurants and they're questioning whether all of them are properly licensed. Justin uh, Dealey is uh, BBC Three Counties' very own rat. Uh, Thank you, Ian. You're welcome. You've been out and about and, and people have been seeing lots of rats in Luton. This is, this is a problem, isn't it? It's a massive problem, yeah. I spoke to a, a lady earlier on in Library Road in Luton, which is just behind the shopping centre, and she said recently she was outside having a cigarette minding her own business and suddenly a rat crawls across her feet oh no yeah, she said it was absolutely disgusting she doesn't even bother ringing Lucenborough council anymore uh, they haven't solved the problem for years it's getting worse she says the council are letting down people but i think this next man is is particularly interesting this is wayne palmer now he used to sleep homeless uh, down library road in Luton, so he should know what he's talking about i asked him just how bad the situation was and this is what he had to say. Uh, it's very bad, especially under the sewer bit across the road because you've got the water going underneath. Were well, you being rats. woken up in the middle of the night, surrounded by rats? Um, I have been before, yeah. We're talking it's one, quite... two. No, there's there's quite a few. I've seen about ten or twelve. You've yeah, woken yeah. up and there's been yeah. ten or twelve rats around yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Can you just try and describe, if you can, how that made you feel? Um, it's not nice because they carry toxinoplosis carry disease you know if they beat bite you then you can end up very ill so it sounds bad. very very scary do you think now it's, it's about time yeah, it's, that, that it's mainly people just dumping their rubbish and things like that and restaurants not not um, sealing their bins properly that's what's causing the rats so who's to blame is it Lucenborough council or is it the local businesses uh, i think it's a bit of both because the situation's got to stop, hasn't it, now, surely? Well, yeah. People have been yeah. saying to me here, this has been going on for years. When, when you were sleeping rough, yeah. you were surrounded yeah. by them. It's just got to go away it's now. It's been going since before the car park was here. So it's been going on quite a few years. And just lastly, a word on yourself. You, you're now not homeless. You're right. well and truly on the, the road to recovery. Yeah, yeah, I've got my own place now. Just in the process of moving again, though, because the area's not that good. Anything's better, though, than being yeah. surrounded by 10 to 12 rats at night. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, thank you so much, and all the very best for the future. Really appreciate That's it. Right. Thanks a lot. And, Justin, you have spoken to other people who... Uh, this isn't us kind of making something out of nothing. No. You have spoken to people who have seen 30 rats in a week. Yes, absolutely. That was the lady again earlier on who had the uh, the rat crawling across her feet. Um, she works in the area, and she says, look, you know, I'm not making this up. It's terrifying to, to be around here, particularly when they are crawling across you. And we have spoken to street cleaners in Lucen who have come up to me, and they don't wish to be named but they've highlighted the problem saying that our numbers are being cut back we're having to reapply for our jobs and this town in terms of it getting dirty it's bad enough at the moment but it's going to get far far worse and clearly the people that i've been talking to on library road in Luton would back that up justin thanks very much we'll speak to you later on love now Luton borough council can shed uh, more light on the situation i'm joined by laura church head of business and consumer services laura this problem's getting worse and worse isn't it what are, what are the council doing morning in well in terms of when people see rats, we always respond uh, in if people are seeing them in, in their houses or if they're seeing them in, in a public place. So we'd still urge people to give us a call on Luton 510330 or send an email to our pest control team. We go out, we proactively bait, but we are aware that there is an issue in Library Road. We are baiting there, but we've identified that the problem is actually in the sewers. So we, we don't have the responsibility and can't go into the sewers. So we are talking to Thames Water and 
following up with them to get them to the re- to respond. Well, it's they made worse, isn't it, by by all the the the, the takeaway junk and the the food, the eateries. Well. They are businesses, and we can talk to businesses about encouraging them to be more responsible. But equally, we're all responsible if we throw litter and don't deal with it properly, put it in bins, make sure that we aren't part of the problem. We also don't want people to feed pigeons because that leaves um, food out uh, and encourages rats to come out. So... We are also responsible and have a responsibility for doing some of this ourselves. Are all these um, these these restaurants and eateries running legitimately? Yes. And are, are they all keeping clean and, and uh, not chucking stuff out the back? If we if anyone sees a problem with a restaurant where they uh, feel that there's uh, rubbish, please get in contact with us and we will get Environmental Health to go out and have a look. So we we follow up whenever we get a complaint. We heard from uh, a lady earlier on who says she stopped bothering to tell the council that she feels that nothing is done. What, what would you say to, to reassure her that you are doing things? We are doing things, and one of the, thing, the issues that we have is that the poisons that we can use to deal with rats in public places are ones where the rats have to eat them on a number of occasions. Uh, we can't use the very fast-acting poisons because of the risk to other animals, children, or issues like that getting them. So... Rats wouldn't normally go out and be visible in public places. That is a sign that some of the they are eating the poisons, which makes them uh, wander around uh, and be disorientated. Fewer, surely, it, it, one of the, the the things is they're coming out not because they're eating poison, but because there is all this junk, there is all this rubbish, and because there are fewer and less frequent bin collections. We are still um, cleaning. Uh, but just just less often? No, in the town centre we're maintaining the standards on, on cleaning. You say maintaining the standards, you mean you're having exactly the same number of, of cleaners going out exactly the same number of days? Yes. OK, as you were a year ago? Yes. Then why is it such a mess? We are still going out and, and cleaning, uh, so I don't agree that it's such a mess. Well, it is. It is. We, we get lots of calls about you saying that, 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 that there is a mess, that there are food wrappers and there are bits and pieces. And I know that we have a responsibility to put our litter away and litterers are very, very naughty people. But if you go into Luton, bits of it are a mess. We work really hard on keeping Luton clean and tidy uh, within the resources that we've got. So we do also need people to take responsibility for putting their litter in bins. The bins are emptied. We do have street cleaners going out in and around the town. And again, I would just say, if people have concerns about particular areas, we will go in and have a look. We've had some issues raised about Biscot Road. So we've gone in, done a good look round. We've identified that there are some areas that need attention. Uh, and we're also looking at doing an environmental action day in that area. So, so, so where p- things get reported to us, we do... You've identified that Biscot Road needs attention. How long ago did you identify that? We've looked around that area in August. And what uh, have you done since then? We've done some further work in particular areas where we didn't feel it was acceptable, and we'll be going in and doing an intensive action day, bringing other um, enforcement so organisations to work with us six in, in weeks October. L- six, oh, so two months later? No, it takes you two months did, to do yeah, that? We also did some work in August and of a follow-up where we get complaints about a particular What, what did you do in Biscot Road in August? We... Went round, had a look, right. checked that it was satisfactory. Areas that we didn't think were satisfactory, extra cleansing teams went in and did some more work. And did that help with the rats? We were doing that to look at cleaning up. Um, so we will also be baiting in that area. 
I don't I can't tell whether it's had an impact on the on the rats yet. Okay, thank you very much indeed. That's uh, uh, Laura Church, Head of Business and Consumer Services at Luton Borough Council, 08459 455 555, if you want to give us a call on that. It's coming up to 7.16 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel news now with Adam. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Still long delays heading into the roadworks on the M25 anti-clockwise. A lane blocked off by an accident with a car transporter involved. Certainly that's what we had a call about earlier this morning. Just after Junction 25 at Enfield, so just nudging into the roadwork section, congestion is two miles back beyond the M11, so it's way back into Essex. Over half an hour for people stuck at the back of the queue to get through the traffic there. It's also busy as you go round from the M1 to Watford, Junction 21 to 19, and Maple Cross to the M40, Junction 17 to 16. The M1 itself not looking too bad at the moment on the cameras. Just having a look at the cameras now as you go past Luton at Junction 10. And it does seem to be moving okay. The A1 and the A1M are running well until you get into London, at which point the A1 starts to slow up. You've got delays from Boreham Wood, Holiday Inn Junction, down toward the A41 at Mill Hill. Trains and tubes, though, are running well without any major problems. Adam Glynn, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Adam. 7.17. It's Tuesday the 17th of September. I'm Ian Lee, and these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. People living and working in central Luton claim the town's rat problems have been made worse by the council's decision to cut back on street cleaning to save money. A number of children's services have been restored at Bedford Hospital following their controversial suspension in July. Overnight patients will still be cared for at Milton Keynes and the L&D. In sport, England's cricketers ended the summer by losing the one-day series to Australia 2-1. Coming up, is sexual harassment a problem where you work? Well, it appears that it is within the Lib Dem party. Find out more in the next few minutes. BBC Three Counties Radio. Roberto Peroni on BBC Three Counties Radio. If you're at home, sit back, because this is going to be very, very interesting. You've got the selfie, the legsy, the bumsy. <laughs> You're going to start that trek. Roberto Peroni. We seem to be heading um, headlong into war again. We're very keen to stop this from happening. We don't know where this might lead. The lie that took us into the Iraq war could become a shocking truth in this one. Roberto Peroni. Weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. We're, dis- we're discussing a variety of things this morning, uh, including the use of the word love, after a Lib Dem councillor from St Albans said it veered into sexism and sexual harassment. Really? The word love? 08459 455 555. And also Russell Brown, we've sent Justin Dealey out and about to ask the women of Beds, Hearts and Bucks what it is you find so sexy uh, about him. Uh, April's emailed in. Russell Brand has the allure, the it. As a guy, I would not expect you to get it unless you're inclined to fancy guys. Would you say Angelina Jolie, Jolie has the allure from your point of view? Angelina Jolie, a woman who kissed me and told me she thought I was funny? That Angelina Jolie? Yeah. Mm. Uh, if yes, then that's the same. Well, the thing is, I, I don't find Angelina Jolie that, that attractive. Her lips are too big. But she, at least she's clean and smart. Whereas Russell Brand is, is neither clean nor smart in terms of dress. 
08459 455 555 is the telephone number, and we'll have more on rats as well a bit later on. But before that, something a bit more serious. Sexual harassment. Is sexual harassment a problem where you work? Well, it seems it is within the Lib Dem party. St Albans councillor Chris White says it's a cultural problem within the party. I have seen examples, which I don't really want to go into in, in much detail because people could be identified. But I have witnessed examples, and indeed uh, friends of mine have uh, reported to me examples. And uh, one of the problems is that um, people are afraid to come forward, feel a bit isolated, and complaint systems, uh, in this case, whether it be in a political party or in the workplace, are cumbersome. What I'm trying to uh, ensure, uh, along with others, is that there is a cultural change, so that people actually recognise that... Uh, uh, an off-colour joke, or indeed inappropriate touching, is something we don't do in, in this day and age anymore. Well, it seems the problem is still there, even after the Met Police started investigating sexual harassment claims against Lib Dem peer Lord Renard earlier this year, allegations which he continues to deny. Well, I'm joined now by one of his alleged victims. It's uh, we're, we're calling her Susan. Good morning, Susan. Good morning, Ian. Susan, do, do you agree with Chris White that there is a cultural problem with sexism within the Lib Dem party? I think there is a historic problem, and I think we, we as a party, and the party itself, is trying its hardest to sort it out. But it's a long process. You're changing people's attitudes. And do you know women within the, the Lib Dems who have stories of sexual harassment? Um, yeah, yes. Um, being involved in the Renard case, I, I know uh, several other victims. And I, I, I have spoken to others who, who have had problems, but... The one thing that I have to say, um, I mean, this all stemmed from a fringe meeting that happened on Sunday um, where one woman spoke out who hadn't spoken out before and she's getting lots of help and support now. Um, but lots of processes have been put in place and I'm, I'm not sure if we're advertising the processes to make, which allow you to report this kind of stuff. I'm not sure if it's been advertised enough that she was able to access that, and I think that's a shame. We'll, we'll come to those processes, processes in a second. And just putting uh, Lord Renard to one side for a second, what other kind of incidents, what, what other the, the incidents of sexual harassment have you heard about within the party? Oh, uh, people being inappropriate in the bar, um, people when they arrive, being men coming up to women, kissing them on both cheeks, which, which is fine because you work with these people, and a lot of them are your friends, but then their hand moving just a little too low on the back as they do it. It's almost at your bottom. Um, so the, just, just to clarify, because I'm, I'm still kind of working out what the, the, the rules and boundaries are. Double kiss is fine, because that's kind of normal social etiquette now, kiss, isn't it? Double kiss, but, but the, handshake. But... Um, sometimes they go for kissing on the mouth, and that really is... Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Because they, know, they feel that they know you for so long. Mm. And it just, it, it's, it's not what should be done it, it makes you feel uncomfortable and sometimes you just shrug them off or say please don't but most of it is is very tame not all of it is as serious as what's happened but we've we've got to stop that and and talk about what is right and what what is wrong so double kiss on the cheek absolutely and totally fine shaking hands absolutely and totally fine pat on the shoulder elbow fine but other body parts no susan there might be this isn't necessarily what i think let me play devil's advocate there might be some people listening who are thinking that perhaps um in these instances you've just uh, highlighted that perhaps you're being a little bit too sensitive what would you say to those people 
I think everyone has their own personal space and what we have to, and, and their own personal feelings as to what's right and what's wrong. And I think we have to empower people to say, no, I'm sorry, that is not appropriate, or no, that makes me feel uncomfortable. Um, because in some cases, the men and sometimes the women who do this don't even realise they're doing something that makes someone feel very uncomfortable. Now, you mentioned the processes that, that are available to people who do feel that they have, uh, they have been compromised in some way. Well, uh, how are they, and, and do you think they, they're tough enough? Um, well, we adopted a new um, guidance into our constitution, which is, which is about 170 pages long, I have to add, um, so people won't have seen that. But we did debate that on the conference floor, and, and there is a respect clause in there. Um, which is great, but there are other processes that are on the um, party website. There's a whistleblowing line, and they, they are people are beginning to know that they're there. But it is still very early days. It's a it's a culture. I mean, some of these cases date back to 2002, 2001, um, and it, it, it's a long led culture. So it's take it's going to take time for the new processes for everyone to be aware of them. There's also a new party code of conduct, um, which, which is fantastic, that people will be able to actually put in front of people and say, did you know we've got a code of conduct? Here it is. And, and maybe hopefully enable some conversations to, as to what's appropriate and what's not. Uh, Chris White, who we spoke to earlier on, mentioned the, the use of the word love as, as, as entering into this sexual harassment. How, what's your feelings on, on pe- people using the word love? Um, I don't like the word love, um, but I am very open. It's like the word madam. If someone calls me madam, um, my automatic reaction is, excuse me, I don't run a brothel, brothel. please don't call me that. Um, but love, I, I will also very openly say. But we, we should use respectful language mm. as well. Uh, politics has been uh, very male-dominated for years and years and years. Are you, are you having to take a stand against everything to try and redress the balance, do you think? Uh, not against everything. Um, it is very male-dominated, um, especially in the Westminster bubble. Um, but, but it is there, there are so many processes about gender balance within our party in place that, that everyone is very aware that we have to be equal to men and women. Susan, I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you very much. That's one of the uh, alleged victims of uh, Lib Dem peer, Lord Renard, uh, who uh, the, the allegations of which he continues to deny. Uh, well, oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. There, there are two vaguely connected but slightly different themes that come from this sexual harassment. Maybe three themes: sexual harassment at work. Has it been a problem for you? Have you encountered it? Those instances that she's... I can't believe someone would go to kiss you on the lips as well. I hate the double kiss. I hate the kisses. Oh, I hate it. If I did media, media, media in London in particular. Oh, it's always the kiss. Do you go for the single kiss? Do you go for the double kiss? Some people go for the triple kiss. Get out of it. Oh, I hate it. Oh, and I, I had to. I, I kind of went for a kiss with a woman the other day, uh, 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 something, and I had to say because I'm so self-conscious about it. I went, "I'm going for the kiss," as I leant forward because I didn't. Oh dear, it makes me so uncomfortable. But some of the other things she, uh, I kissed someone in the ear once as we're going for the double kiss. Who was it? It was um, Wendy James from Transvision Vamp, who I was very nervous to meet. Anyways, I had a huge crush on her twenty years ago. Um, and uh, I went for the second kiss, and she turned her head to talk to someone else, kissed her ear. 
Producer Tara's kissed on the neck because you were moving away. We, we need to establish. Can we get the rules established? Is it one or two kisses? I don't like any kisses, but... Do you think that uh, Susan there was perhaps being a little bit sensitive with some of these things? And the use of the word love. Now, I probably wouldn't use it with uh, w- with someone like Susan. I, see, I would only use it with an older... With, you know, like a, a woman in her 60s, 70s, 80s. Something like that, I think. I certainly wouldn't use it with any of the people working here. I call Jonathan Vernon Smith love sometimes when he comes in. All right, love? I don't know. I need your help with this one. I need you to clear this up. So there are, th- there are three things there. Has sexual harassment been a problem for you uh, or any of your colleagues in the workplace? Maybe you're a bloke and you've been picked up on your behaviour and you've kind of gone, but what? What? All I did was give her a pat on the legs and say, well done. Was Susan being a little bit oversensitive with some of the things she described there? And, and, and do you have a problem with the word love? Really? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. I know I've given you a lot to think about there. The, the, normally in these situations, we throw out one question and we hammer that home. I think this is kind of slightly bigger than just one question, though. And th- there are so many facets to it, so many sides that I, I'd like to get your your views on as many as much of it as possible, please. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel news now with Adam. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Still big delays on the M25. Anti-clockwise going into the roadwork section after an accident with a car transporter involved just after Enfield at Junction 25. The congestion well back into Essex, several miles beyond the M11, taking half an hour to get through for people joining the back of that queue. If you're going further around the M25, anti-clockwise is also slow from the M1 to Watford and from Maple Cross to the M40. It's busy as you approach the Black Cat roundabout. The A1 starting to slow up around the Barford Bypass Junction. Then, once you get beyond the A1M and down toward London, you've got slow traffic from the Holiday Inn Junction in Boreham Wood down to the A41 at Mill Hill. Also looking slow on the A10 in Chesant southbound from the Cambridge Road Junction, the Great Cambridge Road, toward Winston Churchill Way. This is likely congestion being caused by those M25 problems as you go down toward Junction 25. Trains and tubes, though, continue to run without problems. Adam Glynn, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Adam. It's 7.30. Let's get the news and sport now with Catherine Boyle. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. living and working in central Luton claim the town's rat problem has been made worse by the council's decision to cut back on street cleaning to save money. A number of children's services have been restored at Bedford Hospital following their controversial suspension in July. Overnight patients will still be cared for at Milton Keynes in the L&D. And a teenager who died after being stabbed in Luton on Friday has been named as 19-year-old Micah Urquhart from Hastings Street. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. England's cricketers lost the one-day series to Australia 2-1 after being beaten by 49 runs in the fifth and final international of the series in Southampton. The tourists were all out for 298 of 49.1 overs, with Shane Watson making 143. In reply, England were dismissed for 249 in 48 overs. Football now in the Premier League. Swansea drew two all at home to Liverpool in an eventful night for the player and former Red John Joe Shelby. He scored one goal for his new team Swansea and got the assist on their other from Michu. However, his 
his mistakes also helped Liverpool find the back of the net. Watford could be without midfielder Irene tonight for the match against Doncaster in the Championship. Here's Hornets manager Gianfranco Zola. Well, Doncaster is tough because uh, it's a promote, new promoted team and uh, they have a lot of enthusiasm. I saw them playing against Charlton and they did very well. And, uh, so I'm expecting a tough game. They will be organised, strong, and, uh, and to get around the, that thing, uh, we will have to be as organised as them and uh, with better quality. Luton Town take on Dartford at Kenilworth Road tonight in the conference. And despite a disappointing 2-0 defeat at Wrexham last time out, manager John still won't be making wholesale changes. I've been really pleased with how we were playing. Uh, were we winning enough games? No. But were we playing well enough? Yes. But Friday we didn't. And it's wherever I take the last five games and say, well, one of them's not very good, so I need to change. That's not something I'm sure that I, I, I want to do. And in the Southern Premier League last night, St Albans lost 1-0 to Cambridge City, while tonight Arlesley, Bedford and Burnham all play at home. Meanwhile, in Conference South, Boreham Wood are away to Farnborough. And that's your latest news and sport. I'll be back with more at 8 o'clock. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning! This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. I've just learnt a new phrase, and boy, oh boy, is it a horrible phrase. I won't be saying it on the radio. Lots coming up in the next 30 minutes. Russell Brown, is he sexy? Do you have a problem with the use of the word love? And also rats. But before that, some, uh, something that's, well, definitely more serious. A 34-year-old former US Navy reservist has been identified overnight as the gunman who killed 12 people inside a naval base in Washington, D.C. yesterday. The US authorities have said that Aaron Alexi had recently been working for a company upgrading computer equipment at the Navy complex. President Obama has expressed sympathy for the victims of yet another mass shooting in the US. Terry Durham was working in the building when it happened. He was far enough down the hall that we couldn't see his face, but we could see him with the rifle and he raised and aimed at us and fired and he hit high on the wall just as we were trying to leave. What were the We were just working at our desks and the fire alarm went off, which, you know, occasionally there's a, a practice or there's a fire in the building. And immediately there was an announcement that there was a fire emergency in the building, but our fire wardens came running very quickly, yelling for everyone to get out of the building now. And that's when we started moving. Shivers down your spine, anybody? She peeked round the corner and the fella pointed a rifle at her? Well, we can get more on this uh, horrible story from our reporter, Gavin Lee. Morning, Gavin. Can you bring us up to date with the latest of what's known to have happened? Yeah, this is what we know. It was 20 past eight yesterday morning when the police got the first emergency call from the naval base saying there was a shooting. And they, because the, the base is so close to the White House, about two and a half miles away, and, and Congress, the area is you know, pretty heavy with security, they arrived within minutes. And when they got there, most of the workers were, were running from the cafeteria on the first floor. And the police have said the gunman was firing down from the fourth floor gallery and kept shooting. Uh, they were involved in a shootout with him and he was killed. But by this stage, he'd already killed 12 people and eight others were injured. We, we have had an update from the hospital in Washington this morning who've said that none of the eight injuries are life-threatening. Um, but there are all sorts of questions. One is that this man brought in a semi-automatic rifle, a shotgun, a handgun, into um, what was his work. He was working for Hewlett-Packard, updating the computer systems at the base, uh, but had a pass to get in, so didn't have a single check. And there's a lot of upset in Washington about that. Do we know anything about the possible motive? 
Well, there's a, a lot of reports, it's worth me mentioning this morning, across the, the US news networks, they're talking about how uh, he is reported to have had a history of violence and run-ins with the law previously. Back in 2004, he was arrested for a shootout of the basically shooting the tyres of a car of a construction worker during an argument. Another incident three years ago which reportedly involved guns and he was a third, um, a petty officer third class in the Navy Reservists up until um, two years ago when he reportedly was uh, fired for gross misconducts. The police have said they're looking at these reports and suggestions it could have all been about a grudge but, but no confirmation so far. Uh, a couple of papers, I'm just trying to find it. I think it's um, the Mail or the Express. Says there was a second gunman. Is, is, is that been ruled out now? It, there was a third reported at some stage last night. It was a really jumbled, confused picture. Um, we, it has been ruled out. A police spokeswoman this morning said they were trying to err on the side of caution. They'd had some reports that, which were spurious, but they have the sole person responsible who was killed in that incident, and they're not looking for anybody else. Gavin, thank you very much indeed. Uh, it's Gavin Lee. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's have a quick look at the uh, the, the three remaining front pages, shall we? Then we'll get some of your uh, Facebook comments as well. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR if you want to give us a call. The Daily Express, secret of how to live longer. Wow, the secret of how to live longer. At last, this is what we've all been after. Let's, let's read on, shall we, guys, and find out how we live longer. Experts find the key to reversing the ageing process. This is getting better and better. Joe Willie, health editor. Wow! You've stumbled on an exclusive. Here we go. They tell us in the first paragraph. This is awesome. The key to a longer life is... Huh? Yeah? Yeah? To switch to a low-fat vegetarian diet, take some exercise and do meditation. Oh, for goodness sakes. Really? That's it? I do two of those things. And I'm getting older by the day. The simple lifestyle changes they found can help... Can help to reverse the ageing process. So replace you can replace can help with do nothing. The study in the US compared two groups of cancer patients... But experts believe that making these positive steps can help to combat other potentially killer conditions. Lead researcher Dean Ornish said these comprehensive lifestyle changes may significantly reduce the risk of a wide variety of diseases and premature mortality. The key word there is may. They don't know. Let's turn to page three. Let's get some more on this story, shall we? (sighs) The diet of patients taking part in the lifestyle change was switched to one which was high in plant-based proteins, fruits, vegetables and grains. They also learnt how to de-stress using yoga and meditation. I've started meditating. Oh, it's wonderful. Oh, it's... Yeah, I have. 20 minutes a day, a little bit of transcendental meditation. I have my mantra. I have a mantra. I'm not allowed to tell you what it is. Moderate exercise involved walking for 30 minutes, six days a week. You can forget that. After five years, blood tests showed that the telomeres, that's something they measure things with, of the healthy lifestyle group had lengthened. Dr Lynn Cox, lecturer in biochemistry at the University of Oxford, said this new study suggests that reducing stress, improving diet and increasing exercise have the effect of not only preventing uh, illness but also leading to small but significant increases... The thing is, this story is in the paper like every four or five weeks. Remember, the, 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 the Daily Express do a story of how to live longer, and it's eat healthier, drink less, stop smoking, and do exercise. Who'd have thunk it? Who'd have thunk it? We'll do the other papers in a bit. I want to speak to Sarah. Morning, love. Hi. Hi, Sarah. Hi. Hi there. Um, 
Yes. So we're just talking about love. Yeah, do you, do you mind being called love, love? So I do find it very patronising, I will be honest. Why, why do you find it so patronising, my dear? I don't know. I feel as though maybe they're putting themselves on a higher um, level than me, as in talking down to me. Isn't it just a term of endearment, though? So, again, I suppose I'm sitting on the fence, as in it depends who says it. If there's, you know, maybe if it was my family member, yes. But, for example, say if I go to the mechanics or I go to a petrol station and they always say, hello, love, it's, it is quite patronising. Isn't it, um, though, it's, it's the same as if I call someone mate, isn't it? If, if I call Justin Dealey mate and then I call um, Catherine Boyle love, it's, it's the same thing, isn't it? I think it depends how, what you think of the word mate and the, mate, the word love. Um, Would you no. find ma- mate patronising? Depends again who says it, yeah. I'm not a big fan. Oh, Sarah, grump, <laughs> grumpy boots. Where, do, Sarah, whereabouts are you from? I hear an accent. What accent is that? Um, New Zealand. New Zealand, okay. Uh, and what's kind of the attitude towards sexism like in New Zealand? I'd imagine they're about 20 years behind us, aren't they? <laughs> no disrespect. <laughs> um, they're quite laid back. I don't think people... Yeah... What, what, what a lovely little giggle you've got, my darling. Oh, I know, it's awful, isn't it? Um, and how old are you, Sarah? I'm 26. 26, okay. So you're, you're, you're significantly younger, <laughs> younger than me. So if I called you love, um, if, if you came into BBC Three Counties to be interviewed about uh, the, the culture of uh, living in New Zealand, and you came and I said, yeah. all right, love, nice to meet you, you would, you would take that as a bit patronising, wouldn't you, my dear? I would, yeah, even though I have got this silly little giggle, I know that kind You've of got makes a, me sound like a little girl. You have got a... Yes, no, I do find it quite petrifying. You have got a marvellous, cheeky little laugh that really does bring a smile to my face. So thank you so Aww. much for that, my darling. <laughs> That's no problem. Thank you, Sarah. Uh, we've got a text on that. Um, oh, no, these are rats. Oh, here we go. What's wrong with just saying hello? Why the need to kiss complete strangers in a phony attempt to create a sense of being in with that group crowd? Helen and Milton Keynes, I agree with you. I hate the kiss. In the 70s and 80s, we didn't have the kiss. In the 80s, we used to laugh at Americans and American programs because they were always hugging. Men were always hugging men on American programs, weren't they? And we used to laugh at that. Um, But now that we've got the continental kiss, I don't like it. I don't like it. It's too confusing. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Paul's in Elstree. Morning, Paul. Hello there. Hello. Oh well. Hello. Well. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and I, I was just phoning about to say that I, I just think the whole thing now has got r- ridiculous in terms of how sensitive people are to uh, this issue. Um, uh, you know, to, to me, I'm of an era where if you patted your secretary on the shoulder or something because she did a good job and now somebody would say you're sexually harassing her in the office place it's it all seems a bit let's 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 try and find may i ask how old you are sir well i'm in my 60s you're in your 60s okay i I do think that's that's relevant in this let's try and find some boundaries would you have a problem with calling a woman love i would more likely say my dear but but no love wouldn't worry me at all my dear my love some people okay uh and you say your female secretary if she does a good job typing up uh, her shorthand that she's taken from your uh, dictation you would you would pat her on the shoulder and say well done my dear yeah i mean i drew a limit to having her sit on the lap or something i always thought that was a bit going too far but did that happen then back in, in the day yeah in my office it would do on occasions uh when we were having kind of whiskey on a friday afternoon or something and things got a bit more familiar but I, I, but generally it was not acceptable but 
But certainly if the secretary went off to get you a nice cup of coffee or something, you know, it, it wasn't a, meant as some sort of sexist rival battle going on. It was just the norm for that environment of that era. It feels like I'm, I'm in an episode of Mad Men. So on a fr- <laughs> I, I, having never had a proper job and certainly never worked in the 70s or the 80s, so on a Friday afternoon, what, what line of, what, roughly what line of business are you in? Don't need to give any company names, but, but what kind of business were you in? Well, well this was to do with illegals. Okay, legal so, so, so in a legal office, on a Friday afternoon, you've, you've, you've sold a few cases, you've got a few people off, you've, you've, you've sent a few naughty people down, you'd all get, the, the gentlemen would all get the whiskey out and the, the secretaries would sit on their laps. On occasions, but it wasn't a norm. It wasn't a kind of expected on the part of their job description, but it was just... It was familiarity of a, of a different era. A little... Now frowned upon, I think. A little back rub? I suppose so. Uh, yes, a kind of massage if somebody feels a bit tight on their shoulders or something because they've been tense over a typewriter or something. I don't know. It's, it's, it was all part of the, the office atmosphere. It wasn't people being harassed in, in, in that sense. It a, was just... A pat on their, their bottoms... Uh, I, I, I've seen it, but I'm not personally considered that's particularly a good idea. But uh, dropping a pencil so they have to bend over and pick it up. Well, that's happened. Yes, that's that's happened. Yeah. Uh, it of course it depends. You know, if it's a lady of a certain era, you you probably wouldn't bother. But if it was somebody of another era, then perhaps some of the younger colleagues might have thought that was a good little wheeze to uh, to uh, in- enjoy. My, di- my dear, I've dropped a pencil over there. Would you mind picking it up for me? Well, that's it. You know, they were grateful for those secretarials jobs. They were you know, they enjoyed doing it. Uh, there were perks to it. It was all part of life. Mm. It, it, it wasn't to them enough. And do you think, Paul, that we've we've we, it, it, we've got a little bit too uh, sensitive these days? Far too sensitive. Yeah. Everybody seems to be on a knife edge about something or another. Everybody seems to want to make an issue of things, mm. which. Uh, it seems unnecessary. I mean, everybody should know their li- limits and their boundaries, and if somebody's uncomfortable with the situation, you don't do it. What do you but- think? Just, just final question, because we're running out of time. I'm finding this absolutely fascinating. I'm not judging you in the slightest. I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely finding this fascinating. Well, I'm sure what- in show business you're much, much the same, aren't you, really? What? Well, I'll, I'll see if producer Tara will sit on my lap uh, later on in the week after yeah, a few yeah, whiskeys. Tr- try it out. I'll... I'll, uh, I'll well, let, let's ask her. Producer Tara, uh, what are the... Uh, what are the chances of us sharing a whiskey after Friday's show and then you just popping on my lap? I don't like whiskey. This, well, it's, it's not a complete no, is it, Paul? No, you noticed that. It wasn't anything to do with sitting on the lap. No. It was only about a particular drink. Finally, Paul, what no. do you think that the, these secretaries were saying in the typing pool about the, 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 your colleagues who were, who were indulging in this behaviour? Well, they probably thought, would well, that be good for a meal? Paul, lovely to talk to you. Thank you very much indeed. 08459 455 555. Fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. It was like an episode of Mad Men there, wasn't it? Yes, I didn't dare ask him what the perks were. He mentioned perks. I thought, but best not to go there. Do you yearn for those days? Do you... The whole podcast is just going to be that that call on a loop. (laughs) Do you yearn for those days? Do you miss those days of dropping pencils so secretaries bend over and pick them up? Having a few whiskeys on a Friday, having the girls sit on your lap, maybe, maybe smacking their bottoms ever so lightly, just playful. Do you miss that? 08459 555 let's get the travel. 
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Definitely starting to get busy this morning on quite a few routes. It's slow on the A1 at the Black Cat Roundabout and the Barford Bypass looking a little bit slow as well. Into Bedford along the Bromham Road there are some delays eastbound. A509 in Olney southbound looking a little slow and A507 westbound into Clop Hill coming toward the A6 junction. We've busy as well. Biggest problems though are with the M25. Anti-clockwise it continues to suffer with long delays after an accident earlier just after Enfield at Junction 25. We had reports that it was a car transporter. Can't see it on the cameras looks like it might be gone though long queues remain back way into Essex and then it's slow as you continue round from the M1 to Watford and Maple Cross to the M40 the problems around the roadwork section mean that it's very slow through Chesant on the A10 coming down toward the M25 there are also delays on the A41 approaching the M25 at Kings Langley and on the A1 in Borehamwood toward Mill Hill Circus Adam Glynn, BBC Three Counties Radio Adam, thanks very much 7.47, it's Tuesday the 17th of uh, September, July, wow, September. I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. People living and working in central Luton claim the town's rat problems have been made worse by the council's decision to cut back on street cleaning to save money. A number of children's services have been restored at Bedford Hospital following their controversial suspension in July. Overnight patients will still be cared for at Milton Keynes and the L&D. In sport, Liverpool are top of the Premier League table after a two-all draw away to Swansea. Coming up, Russell Brand. What's the appeal? Before that, let's get the weather with Kate Kinsella. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. We've seen a bit of brightness this morning, particularly over parts of Buckinghamshire. It's still looking fairly bright and also Bedfordshire as well. But don't be lulled into a full sense of security. The cloud cometh and it will come quite thick and fast through the course of the morning. Looks like it's not going to start raining, though, probably till the latter part of the morning, lunchtime and beyond. And some of the bursts this afternoon could actually be quite heavy. The temperature is the thing that's going to really struggle today. A um, few degrees what it should be for this time of year, just 12 Celsius. That's 54 degrees in Fahrenheit. Now, overnight, we'll get some outbreaks of rain at first, but they will eventually sink south. Should, however, end up dry. The minimum temperature around around 9, maybe 10 Celsius. So tomorrow morning, we've got a bit of cloud around, but it will break. We'll get some sunny spells and uh, things will feel just a little bit better because it's going to feel a little bit warmer. 15, 16 Celsius, the maximum tomorrow. Still a little bit below average, but it is gradually getting a little bit warmer. One or two showers around tomorrow afternoon as well, but they'll blow through quite quickly on the breeze. And that's your forecast. Thank you very much. Every weekday morning from nine, the biggest local talking point. There is only one professional force that can control chemical weapons. How can we, as a civilised country, stand by and let more poor innocent children get killed? The JVS Show. Harry's in Bedford. Let's see what Harry wants to say. She knew what the laws were. She knew what she was doing. She got caught tough. I disagree with the penalty. I think that for smuggling drugs, it shouldn't be a death penalty. The JVS Show. Weekdays from nine. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm, I'm desperately trying to think how we can instigate a Friday whiskey and sitting on the lap session. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, were there any suggestions? Well, maybe I need to ask Russell Brand. We're talking about Russell Brand because he's on the front page of the mail <clears throat> today. There's a photo of him and campaigner. That's what she is, Jemima Khan. The, the implication is they're dating. We don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised. 
the, the thing we have to face is Russell Brand has a, an amazing history of being associated with many beautiful women. Well, we sent Justin Dealey out. In many ways, our own Russell Brand, in that he dresses very badly and is a bit sleazy. And we've been asking, uh, asking pe- uh, people, what do they see in Russell Brand? Madam, you're an attractive lady. Russell Brand, does he do it for you? No, Russell Brand doesn't do it for me. I can't believe you stopped me at this time in the morning. To ask about Russell Brand. Brand. <laughs> Why do you think so many women like him? Because he, again, he's hooking up with a very, very attractive lady. What do you think? There's got to be something about him which attracts the ladies. Probably his confidence, his outgoing. Jan, Russell Brand. What do you think? Funny. Um, not sexy for me. I'm too old. Then again, if he came up to you and said, Jan, do you know what? I find you so attractive. I find you so funny. I'd like to go out with you. What would you then say? Uh, I'm married already. <laughs> if you weren't married? <laughs> I might give it a try one night. One night? Jam, what do you like? (laughs) Russell Brand. Is he attractive? What is it about Russell Brand? I think it's his hair. And I hate to have to say that I think it's the hair. There's something about him, but it's definitely not his looks. I think it might be his personality and the fact he's so out there. Um, I haven't got a clue. He's... I can't say it without... No, no, you can say it. Come on. Um, He's just not a very nice person. What about looks-wise? No. No. So you can see nothing attractive in Russell no. Brand whatsoever? No. The hair? No. The skinny legs? No. No. <laughs> no. No, not at all. Do you think these girls, all these attractive girls, are nuts for going out with them? Very. Madam, what is it about Russell Brand? What is it that pulls in the ladies like you? Probably the way he talks, what he's saying to the girls. The way he talks? Yeah. What you saying, what he's funny, or...? No, no, like, he probably tells them, like, what they want to hear from, like... Any guy. Ah, so, so, in other words, he, he's full of rubbish. No, I think he just knows how to say things in like a way that we kind of make a girl melt. Good morning, madam. What's your name? Alexandra Semi. The most attractive girl I've seen in Luton so far this morning. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Now, Russell Brand. Do you find Russell Brand attractive in the slightest? No. Can you tell me why? Uh, I'll tell you why, because you're the sort of girl that he would go for, somebody who's well-presented and attractive, so why wouldn't you go for him? Um, he, he seems like a player. Um, couldn't trust him. Uh, also, I don't know, a bit too hairy. Now, was she talking about Russell Brand or Justin Dealey then? I couldn't quite work it out. Well, I'm joined now by Judy James, who's a body language and behavioural expert and has worked with Russell Brand. Morning, Judy. Good morning, Ian. This is a nice little surprise. <laughs> I know. We have to, I have to express an interest. We've worked together before, and we'll, we'll find out how I compare to Russell in a bit. Oh, my God. Mm. I haven't got to give ratings, have I? I'm afraid you have. Oh, my God, OK. Did he win you over when you worked with him? Yes, he did. Um, but you've got to remember, I mean, when I was dating, he was kind of the only option. I mean, we're talking about... His attraction is like Mick Jagger and Jimi Hendrix and... Dare I say, even a bit Peter Wingard going on there as well. Peter Wingard, for those youngsters listening to the show, he played a, a, a spy with big sideburns in the 70s. Yes. Yes, just for those who don't know. But what is it about? What, is it that kind of dirty, grungy rock and roll look? Is it? I mean, I've met him. He's very charming, isn't he? He is. And that's, I mean, actually, I would almost say quite shy when you meet him as well. But um, all the things that, all the reasons that people gave just then as to why he's not attractive are all the reasons why people are attracted to him. I mean, use the word sleazy. He looks seriously sleazy. Mm. Um, but And he looks like a player. Well, I mean, that would be a green light for many, many women, actually. 
I mean, he, he doesn't look like the kind of guy you'd take home to meet your mum, and that can be very attractive. Part, but I, the thing I find difficult to understand is that, that, that we know he is a player, and we know he's bedded, I don't know, hundreds of women, and quite often his relationships don't last very long. So why do women not go, hang on a second, I'm having nothing to do with this fella, you know, he's obviously a, 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 not particularly good with women. I think the women that tend to, um, like Katie, uh, probably like Jemima, I think there has to be a bit of an ego there where they think that they will be the one, you know, the one to kind of change him into a, a, a tamed rather than a sort of feral animal. But I, I think for most women it would just be quite nice that you'd go out, you'd have a really good laugh. And not all women want to be tied down either, so I think it would have a kind of a, a mutual attraction there. I mean, he looks like an old-fashioned flop. He actually got me to peel an orange for him. Excuse me? He got me... Uh, warn the newspapers. He got me to peel an orange for him. We were working on some pilot. I don't even remember what it was. And at one point, he said he didn't like to peel oranges because it got his fingers messy, and he handed it to me, oh. and I peeled it. Now, oh, you know me. I mean, that had to be quite you're a, a, a feisty charisma. You're a feisty, independent woman, and you're peeling fruit for the fop. I mean, to be honest, I would normally say where to put the orange, but no, I sat there, and I was quite pleased to have been asked. Let's put it like that. So he, somehow, by asking you to do a little job for him, <laughs> he made you feel good about yourself. <laughs> and that's powerful charisma. <laughs> now, you are a body language expert. What does his body language say about him? He's, again, he's got this slightly foppish body language. I mean, the thing that you notice, he's got very long legs. He kind of doesn't have a masculine stride, particularly, when he walks. But he's got... As you say, when you meet him, he's got what's called the reveal that people like, that you expect to see this overconfident guy, but then actually you get slightly dipped head, slightly less confident, slightly shy, slightly boyish body language, which is quite pleasant as a contrast. So, but do, do people want to mother him? Do they want to protect him? Do they just want to rip his clothes off? What, what, what is it? Possibly the latter. I mean, I think particularly now, I mean, I was slightly confused because, as I say, I could imagine to a generation it, w- it would be very appealing, the Mick Jagger generation. But mm. when you look at, I mean, I know he's an Essex boy, but when you look at the Essex boys now, like Mario, you know, um, Mario Falcone, I mean, good looking guys, but they look as though they spend most of their day in the gym, whereas Russell looks like he spends most of his day in bed and that's what you'd probably like now judy we've we've worked together several times particularly with the, over this big brother nonsense that's that's now finished we can all <laughs> breathe again hey one of the twins had a go at me on friday night but that's what yeah he said oh you i'm not being funny but you made my mum cry i told him to stop being a i swore at him anyway that's by the by that's by the by uh, how do i compare to russell so you you would be I mean you're not the sort of Jim Bunny Essex boy type thing. No, you don't no. look as though you're marinated in vanity and you've also got obviously the humour thing which creates yeah. a very alpha presence. Yes I have. Yes. I think to be honest, Ian, if you huh? grew your hair, you're probably about a foot of hair away from having a very similar oh. attraction. But you'd have to get the old skinny jeans on. Oh I, oh no, I couldn't do the skinny jeans. So and I've tried growing my hair long, it just kinda of bushed out, it looked ridiculous. Oh no, then maybe not. I, um, yeah, I'd give up then. You That's handled not. that very diplomatically. <laughs> I put you on the spot, Judy, and I, I, do you know what? I'll, I'll let you get away with that. <laughs> Judy, <laughs> lovely to talk to you. Thanks for coming on. Bye-bye. Speak soon. Bye-bye. That's Judy James, body language and behavioural expert. Did you hear? Now, I've met Judy. She's a very, very sensible, down-to-earth woman. Very sensible, very practical. She peeled an orange for him, and the whole time in that conversation... She was being very giggly, wasn't she? I've not heard her be like that before. Very kind of fey and light and giggly and girly. Isn't it funny, the influence he has? On Facebook, Anne-Marie says, there's nothing about him. You couldn't pay me to sleep with him. Ugh. Jill says, yuck. 
Lisa says he's funny, charming, super intelligent and famous. Job done. Is fame really a part of it? Jan says, I do. The man is completely gorgeous and more than a little controversial. She then goes on to say, morning, Ian and Justin. Should I read something into that? Uh, Claire says he's gross, although I did watch a discussion programme that he chaired. He's actually very intelligent. Surprised me. 08459 four double five five double five is the telephone number. Let's get the travel news now. Here's Adam. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. M25 anti-clockwise, still queuing after that accident earlier as you go into the roadworks past Enfield. It's slow well back into Essex as far as the M11. It's also queuing from Kings Langley to the M40, junction 20 to 16. The A10 approaching the M25 through Chesant. You've got delays along the A10 near to the Winston Churchill Way. The A1 up at the Black Cat Roundabout, slow moving. Also busy then into London on the A1. Borehamwood, the Holiday Inn Junction, down to Mill Hill. A41 in Aylesbury, slow moving at the SO roundabout, and then approaching the M25 at Kings Langley, there's another queue. In Watford, a burst water main on Exchange Road, the A411 northbound. It's just after the Market Street Junction in the one-way system, likely to cause some delays. The M11 northbound, if you're heading across to the M11, police were holding all traffic briefly because of an incident between Harlow and Bishop Stortford. All lanes have reopened, but it's still looking slow. Adam Glynn, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Adam. Do you mind being called love at work or anywhere in life in the shop? You've got a problem with that. And Russell Brand, what do women see in him? Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. eight o'clock. I'm Catherine Boyle. The headline, sixth arrest after Kempston murder, sex attack in Shefford and Luton's rats blamed on council cuts. BBC Three Counties Radio. Police have made a sixth arrest in connection with the murder of Kempston man Sharif de Mersey. Mr de Mersey was fatally stabbed after answering a knock at his door in Vineyard May- Way in May. Gail Sanderson has the latest. A 15-year-old boy from Queen's Park in Bedford is being questioned by detectives from the major crime unit. For Four other men, aged from 17 to 19, are currently on police bail until October the 9th. Another man arrested in May has been released without charge. Police continue to appeal for witnesses. And police are appealing for witnesses to a sexual assault in Shefford Town Centre on Sunday morning. At some time between half past one and two a.m., a 20-year-old woman was attacked on Northbridge Street. A struggle ensued before a noise from the nearby Cornerstone pub caused the man to flee. He's described as white, aged 30 to 40. 40 and wearing a ring on his left hand. He was wearing a black sweatshirt. A St Albans Liberal Democrat has spoken out against sexism, which he describes as a cultural problem within his party. County and District Councillor Chris White made the comments at a fringe meeting of the Lib Dem conference in Glasgow. He says the party needs to go further to modernise attitudes. Councillor White spoke to Ian Lee earlier this morning. What I'm trying to uh, ensure, uh, along with others, is that there is a cultural change, that people actually recognise that... uh, uh, an off-colour joke or indeed inappropriate touching is something we don't do in, in this day and age anymore. 
People living and working in central Luton say the council is more interested in saving money than tackling the town's rat problem. Last month, the borough councillor in charge of street services, Dave Taylor, told this programme savings had to be made and street cleaning would need to be cut back. But in the last hour, Luton's head of business services, Laura Church, denied there'd been any reduction in services and said the area's residents and restaurants should accept some responsibility. They are businesses and we can talk to businesses about encouraging them to be more responsible. But equally, we're all responsible if we throw litter and don't deal with it properly, put it in bins, make sure that we aren't part of the problem. We also don't want people to feed pigeons because that leaves um, food out uh, and encourages rats to come out. The managing director of First Capital Connect says they've made changes to ensure passengers aren't left stranded on broken down trains for hours on end. The company was fined £75,000 after 700 passengers spent three hours stuck on a train to Bedford in May 2011. Sport now and in the Premier League, Swansea drew 2-0 with Liverpool at the Liberty Stadium. It was an eventful night for the former Liverpool player, John Joe Shelby, who had a hand in all four goals. And the weather, cold and wet with a top temperature of 12 degrees Celsius, that's 54 Fahrenheit. Get the latest news and sports online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Suddenly, it's three minutes past eight. That's crazy. And I'm going to the Greasy Spoon after the show. Yes, it's been five long weeks since their fatty yet delicious food has graced my lips. Today, I'm back in there. Lots coming up in the last hour before JVS at nine, including... Residents in parts of Luton are criticising the council for cutting back on street cleaning, saying it's making the town's rat problem worse. We've heard some horrific stories of rats running over people's feet. 30 rats in a week, one woman saw. When did you last see a rat? St Albans councillor Chris White says sexual harassment is a cultural problem within the Lib Dems and that calling people love falls into that category. Do you have a problem with being called love? We heard an incredible story from Paul as well, who's who's in his 60s and was talking about his time working for a legal firm in the 70s and the 80s. A few whiskies on a Friday, secretaries sitting on the laps of his colleagues. Sometimes they drop a pencil on the floor and ask them to pick it up, little slap on the bottom. Do you miss those days? If you were a woman working in those days, I would love to hear your take on that. And Russell Brand is apparently going out with Jemima Khan. Ladies, what do you see in Mr Brand? He divides people, but the girls that like him really, really like him. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can send me a text, 81333. Start your text, 3CR. Or the best way to get in touch. We get the, it, It's the best way of getting all of the story out of you. We wouldn't have got all of the facts from Paul in his 70s office if he hadn't have called in, if it had just been an email. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. I have to say... Paul's call this morning, one of my favourite calls we've ever taken on this show, the year I've been here, easily one of my favourite. If you missed it, you can listen to it again on the BBC iPlayer. After this show goes up, I think it takes about 15 minutes for it to appear on the iPlayer. Uh, And it was around about 7.40. Or it it will definitely be in this week's podcast that gets released on uh, Friday. 
so you can hear it then. When did you last see a rat? Residents in part of Luton are criticising the council. Oh, look, am I looking at the wrong thing? Let me just scroll down here a little bit. I'm so excited to be doing this rat story that uh, I'm looking at the wrong page. Here we go. Financial cutbacks on street cleaning are being blamed for Luton's rat infestation. Those living and working in Berry Park and Library Road say the problem is becoming worse as people drop their takeaway food on the floor, attracting rodents. Well, Justin Dealey, you've been out and about this morning, haven't you, talking to people. We've heard some pretty horrific stories. Absolutely, we have. Um, I mean, everyone here where I'm at the moment on Library Road has got a story to tell. Everyone has seen a rat. I was down here, what, 20 minutes ago, the first man I spoke to, he said to me, I saw a rat literally about 20 minutes ago. So everyone here has seen rats, and um, here's a recap of of just some of those stories that we've heard already, Ian. So, Madam, Library Road here in Lucen has been named as a particularly bad area for rats. In your experience, just how bad is this road? Terrible. Rats every day. Over there back there, along the top, and there. Has it always been like that? For about three, four years that I've been here, yeah. Is the situation getting worse? Yeah, big time. They sent rent a kill out to kill them, waste of time. Yeah. Um, when you say you're seeing rats, I mean, how many rats are you seeing here on a day-to-day basis, a week-to-week basis? Probably about 30 or more. Baby ones, big ones. 30 a week? Yeah, yeah. Most of them come from the riverbank over the back there. I mean, I can't remember the last time I saw a rat. Just how big are they? Probably, I don't know, three, four centimetres. Is it quite scary? Yeah, especially when they come running across your feet. And that's happened to you? Yeah, one come running out of there straight across my feet. You're just standing here, minding your own business, having a cigarette, and suddenly a rat comes across your feet? Yeah, made me flipping jump. What's your message to Lucenborough Council about this? Well, there's no point, is there? No one's going to do anything about them, so they're not going to change. You think the council are letting people down like you? Yes, big time. Uh, Justin, you're back on Library Road now. You've got a rat catcher with you, is that right? Yeah, I have indeed. I've got uh, Jane Clark with me from JMC Pest Control. Jane, thanks for your time this morning. Uh, you're live across Beds, Hearts and Bucks. First of all, just how dangerous are rats? Well, they carry uh, dreadful diseases. They've got um, uh, Salmonella trichinosis, which is like a, a roundworm. Um, Viles disease, which will give you um, really bad case of um, like flu-like symptoms. So, um, yeah, not very nice. And as we speak here at the moment, some of the rubbish here has been taken away. From what you've seen on Library Road, which is just behind the shopping centre here in Luce, and in the last half an hour or so, just sum it up for us. Tell us what you've seen as an expert. Um, the, the, the rubbish in the bins uh, obviously is, um, well, there's loads of rubbish. There's about six or seven bins out there. There's mattresses on the floor, uh, which has got, uh, one mattress has got a hole in. There's must be 30 to 40 rat holes um, down by um, the old river. Um, there's um, uh, stagnant water with rubbish in, uh, which is, um, uh, could be uh, a vile disease sort of area, so not, not nice. Are you shocked by what you've seen this morning? Uh, I am really, because um, I think that uh, I would have thought that the, the, the council should have um, uh, been concentrating on an area like that really, because it's, not, it's, it's horrible to look at. I spoke to a lady yesterday who said to me, I don't even bother now ringing Lucenborough Council. Uh, she mentioned to us there a moment ago that rats have been going across her feet when she's been standing here having a cigarette. She says they are letting people down. From what you've seen this morning, and just be honest, do you think Lucenborough Council are doing their job properly? 
no, I think that um, uh, in a way I think they should be concentrating more on areas like that. Um, obviously we see street cleaners and things like that around but, but they should, you know, the streets aren't that bad. They should be really concentrating more on the, these sort of areas that are out the way a little bit more. Okay. Uh, the rubbish continues to be moved behind us. It's coming a second for us. Um, uh, the big question I think we want to know this morning is, I think Ian's particularly keen to know this as well, how exactly do you catch a rat? Um, well, you can trap them. Uh, I use bait. Um, it can take a few days to work, so it's, it can be a bit of a waiting game. But I think that um, mainly you need to be thorough um, in where you're looking. You need to put the bait right down the holes. Um, obviously, go back and check it on regular intervals, pick up any dead ones. Um, the, the fact of it is they breed so quickly. Um, they're breeding sort of um, every, you know, three to four weeks, eight to ten in a litter and the, the the babies are actually sexually mature at 10 weeks so so within a, an, another month this will be worse again so it's incredible so it can be sold but not quickly and uh, Ian I believe you got a story about uh, a rat in a kitchen uh, Jane's all ears this morning well, this rat in your kitchen this is well this wasn't in my kitchen this was my brother-in-law uh, he was a little bit tipsy and the, the, his next-door neighbor came rushing in saying there's a rat in my kitchen you've got to come and help me so he went next door and uh, there was a huge rat and it got caught in kind of a rat trap but it was just one leg that had been caught and it was dragging this trap across the floor so what they did was they got a saucepan with a lid they picked up the saucepan they scooped the rat into the saucepan and put the lid down and they were about to take it out in the garden to chuck it open to, to get rid of it and they opened up the saucepan the rat was not in there just the trap and one leg oh and the rat had mysteriously escaped. Isn't that horrible? Oh dear. What do you do in a situation like that? Um, well, I think actually catching a rat physically is difficult. So if it were still in his kitchen or his house, then I would probably put some bait down um, and go back on a regular basis and check to see if the bait had gone. Um, obviously, you run the risk of it dying somewhere where you can't get it. Oh. Um, but uh, certain baits actually react in ways that they actually need lower temperatures. So they go outside supposedly to die, but obviously some, some can be too ill to do that. But uh, uh, they're not easy to catch physically. Well, no. l l I have uh, done it. Oh, blimey, don't. Thank you. I don't know how you put up with your job. Thank you so much for your advice. Hope you're enjoying your breakfast at home. Thank you, uh, Justin. Thank you to your guests uh, for that. Pat's in Houghton Regis. Pat? Hello there. Rats. Yeah, I know. What are we going to do with them? Well, I'm certainly not going to cook them. I think it's to do with the hygiene standards, really, of these retail outlets, you know, the food outlets, etc., that are in that area. And their hygiene standards are not high enough, and I think that's where you get the problem. And the mattresses, you say, it's mattresses are left all the time around that area. So it's, I don't know why people can't just put them in a the car and drive off to the tip and dump it. Do we, away. Pat, do we just have to accept that in cities and towns like Luton and Milton Keynes and London, we're going to get rats. There's no, no way you can get rid of no, them. We, no, we don't have to accept it at all. I mean, I, I, when, I, when I actually go to a food outlet to see if I'm going to buy food, I like to see the kitchen where they're making that food. And I also look at the, sh the front of that restaurant or the takeaway outlet to look at the flat above. And the flat above has got dirty, filthy curtains closed and everything like that. I won't go in it. Pat, thank you very much. I'm just finishing, so I want to squeeze in uh, Craig and Ellsbury. Morning, Craig. Morning, Ian. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you, although I'm feeling very uncomfortable with all this rat talk. Yes. You're, you're a pest <laughs> controller, are you? 
Yes, I am, yeah. Is yeah. there anything we can do? Where is this problem coming from? A lot of the problem comes from now the fact that local authorities have, have opted out of carrying out pest control on their own with their own technicians. What they've done is they've, they've uh, basically sold off the pest control part and the trouble is, the companies that are coming in don't always know the areas that well. The, the other thing that, that happens is that once they sell it off, the, the old process of what we used to do with the sewer baiting, to bait the rats in the sewers, which is where the original problem comes from, um, you know, has stopped because it's a very costly exercise, but it's something that is really needed. And of course, if there's no baiting in those sewers, the next thing that happens is we start seeing um, large numbers of rodents above ground, and like your pest controller you've had out there this morning, they found burrows in the banks, things like that. And when a local company comes in, it needs to be, um, it needs to be uh, directed and overseen by one company or the local authority, because if you have four or five different companies coming in with different technicians, what you get is individual treatments, and it's not working together. And that's what we need to do. Craig, is, is, is Luton particularly bad for rats, would you say? Every, yeah, almost every major town and city is becoming a lot worse. It's no worse than, than any other town that I see. I can take you to areas where it is really quite heavily infested, um, you know, and most local authorities do get onto it quite quickly. Mm. I don't quite know what's happened there. It is a, a mix of things with the rubbish and, and also, you know, um, the, the area not being baited or trapped. You know, things need to happen. You can't leave it because they breed so quickly. Craig, uh, thank you very much, and thank you for your invitation to take me to lots of areas with rats. I'm going to pass. I'm busy then, but that, that, it really is very kind of you. It's 8.15. You're listening to BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel news now with Adam. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. A good morning so far for the trains and tubes. No delays that I can see at the moment on the departure boards on the roads, though queues on the M25 anti-clockwise. There was an accident a bit earlier, just after Enfield at Junction 25. It's slow back to the M11 at Junction 27. It's also queuing Kings Langley to the M40 Junction 20 to 16. If you're going across to the M11 northbound, it's very slow Harlow to Bishop Stortford after a police incident a little earlier. Police were holding traffic. Chesant, A10 southbound, delays from the Great Cambridge Road toward Winston Churchill way and toward the M25. Back up at the Black Cat roundabout, the A1 looking very slow, the Barford Bypass a bit busy as well. Farther down the A1, once you get into London, expect delays from the Holiday Inn Junction toward Mill Hill Circus. Harpenden, the Luton Road, slow moving roundwood lane to the High Street, the A40 in High Wycombe looking pretty busy, past the University to the bottom of Marlow Hill. In Watford, there are queues on the A41 as you approach the M25, but there are also problems on Exchange Road. There's a burst water main, it's left a fair bit of surface water just after Market Street as you go through the one-way system. Adam Glynn, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Adam. Speak to you just before half past eight. Right now it's coming up to 8.17 It's Tuesday the 17th of September I'm Ian Lee These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio Police have made a sixth arrest In connection with the murder of Kempston man Sharif Dimarisi Police are appealing for witnesses to a sexual assault in Shefford Town Centre on Sunday morning. In sport, Liverpool are a point clear at the top of the Premier League after drawing two all to Swansea in the Liberty Stadium. Coming up, is sexual harassment a problem where you work? Well, it seems it is within the Lib Dem party. BBC Three Counties Radio. If you 
got a problem with a company, a council or an organisation, they were really, really unhelpful. They laughed at me. The JVS Show fights for your rights and tackles your consumer problems. We have been back 11 visits each time because of the problems my husband's been having. Since beginning of June, I've had no schedule freezer. If you need our help, email jvsshow at bbc.co.uk. Gentlemen then agreed to refund me my money. As of yet, he's resold the vehicle and still no refund. Unbelievable. JVS Show, weekdays from nine. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, you don't need to do this bit, JVS. No, we've it's just, all done, isn't it? We've just done the advert, so the show's on. There's, there's a, a big question at the bit, at the beginning, there's a bit in the middle I don't quite understand, and then there's the consumer bit at the end. Oh, well, right. No, that, that's, that's it, isn't it? What have I said to offend you? Well, well, we might as well have a little chat. I mean, I've turned up for you. Well, you, you, you've turned up in some ways. You're not in the same physical room as me. You're, you're, no. you're doing it from some luxury studio elsewhere. No, do I sound all right? You sound absolutely, if anything, you sound better. I'd Whatever right. compressor they're using, I'd bring it back with you. Really? Oh, yeah, you oh. sound Oh, marvellous. Oh, good. Oh, fine. Do, do, you, you, do, you, do you ever call anybody love? I can't imagine you do. Oh, yes. Yes, uh, I do. Who? Old, uh, old dears? No, I, I call some of my friends love. I call some of the people I work with love from time to time. We've had some people who are very offended by it. Why? Well, they, they, they think it's demeaning. It's only, no, it's not demeaning. But they think it's sexist and it's demeaning. We had a great call from a, a, a chap called Paul earlier on who was, uh, worked in, for a legal firm in the 70s. And my favourite call I've taken at BBC Three Counties Radio. He worked in a legal firm in the 70s. And what they do on Fridays, all of the, 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 um, the men, not him, all of them, they'd have a little, little whiskey after work and all the secretaries would come and sit on their laps. Really? And then quite often they'd... Uh, oh, uh, Miss Jones, I'm terribly sorry, I've, I've dropped a pencil over there. Could you bend <laughs> down and pick it up for me? And then they give him a slap on the bum! <laughs> on a Friday? <laughs> ah, yes! Dear, oh, dear. Wonderful, wonderful... I miss those times, JVS. I was, you? I was born in the wrong era. Really? Yes, yes. Well, there'll be no bending over and smacking my bottom from nine this well, morning. Well, that's, that's why you're not in the studio with me. <laughs> the complaint was registered and has been listened to. The uh, tribunal has been successful. <laughs> oh, what's on your show today, Javius? Coming up this morning from nine on the big phone, and I'm asking, would you like to see the Muslim veil banned from some public places? This is a debate that just will not go away at the moment. A Muslim woman has been told she must remove her full facial covering whilst giving evidence in court. The Muslim Council of Britain says this landmark ruling threatens to undermine the UK's long-standing tradition of religious tolerance. However, Home Office Minister Jeremy Brown says it's about time we had a national debate about the Muslim veil. The front page of today's Sun newspaper, it calls for the veil to be banned from schools, from hospitals, courts, airports and banks, although the paper accepts they could remain in streets, parks and workplaces at the boss's discretion. And Conservative backbencher Dr Sarah Wollaston has told journalists, veils are deeply offensive they make women invisible and she's called for them to be banned in schools and colleges well from nine this morning i want us to have a very frank conversation about this i want your view would you like to see the muslim veil banned from some some public places here's my number as always oh eight four five nine four double five five double five thank you love see you later thanks dear Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Well, the reason we're talking about love, it, it, it was uh, mentioned by uh, Chris White, who is a Lib Dem St Albans councillor. He's, uh, he's been talking about sexism within the Liberal Democrat Party, and he, he raised the flag that actually using the word love is perhaps uh, a, a little bit inappropriate and perhaps not what we should be doing. So that's kind of why we've been asking about that this morning. You can give us a call on that. Um, and we've had, I was going to say a young woman, comparatively young, a 41-year-old woman, gets called Foxy Mummy and love by builders at her child's school. And she enjoys it. It it does stem from the slightly more serious uh, points that Chris White has been describing about uh, sexism being a a cultural problem within the Lib Dem party. comes months after the Met Police launched an investigation into sexual harassment claims against Lib Dem peer Lord Renard. Of course, allegations that he denies. Well, James Shaddock has formed a campaign group against harassment and spoke at a fringe meeting at the Lib Dem party conference. Uh, Morning, James. Is uh, sexual, uh, sexual harassment and sexism a cultural problem within the Lib Dem party? Uh, good morning. Um, no, I wouldn't say it's just a cultural problem within the Lib, Lib Dem party. It's actually a cultural problem within politics in general. Um, it's a cultural problem within all aspects of public life, so not just the, the, the Liberal Democrats, but also the Conservatives and the Labour Party parties, um, even in aspects of the media. I mean, even the BBC itself um, had to do a long, long and wide-ranging investigation into an endemic culture of sexual harassment and sexism in its own, itself. So uh, while I agree, obviously, with Chris, that there is a p- cultural problem within the, the Liberal Democrats, it's not a cultural problem that's exclusive just to us. What kind of things are we talking about here? Because I think some people have uh, different definitions of, of sexism and sexual harassment, don't they? Yeah, and I think that's um, completely valid. I, I think um, sexism and sexual harassment can be a very subjective thing, and what um, one person may see as um, harass- harassment or inappropriate behaviour, another may not. But it's about a, creating a system of accepting consent and accepting that your behaviour may have a neg- negative impact on, on someone. So, for example, if you are meeting in someone you may have never be met before, then it is inappropriate to, you know, lean in and hug, the, hug them or touch them in a way that may make them in, the hug, uncomfortable. Hang on, are we saying the hug is now inappropriate when you meet someone? No, what I'm saying is that hugging someone that you may not have met before is inappropriate. What? No, now it's getting now we're getting confusing, and I, I would suggest that's a little bit so. So meeting someone you've never met before, going in for the hug is inappropriate. Yes. Really. Why? Yes, I think because it will make the individual feel uncomfortable. In your you know, opinion? It's, 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 no, in, well, in the individual who's being hugged, to say... Well, not, not always. Not in, in your opinion, it makes the individual feel uncomfortable. I know examples of when it doesn't well, make several, the individual... Several, several of the individuals who spoke at the fringe meeting said that, that they found that that was inappropriate, that, you know, it was inappropriate for, um, in, you know, other individuals who they'd never met before to greet them for the first ever time by... What about by the kiss? ...putting their arm around them. Well, that's fine with someone who you are on that level of a, no, of a connection with. But the, it's the, not the, the, kiss on the, the kiss on the cheek when you're introduced to someone, is that appropriate? Uh, no. James, I, I, I really... I, I have to suggest that you are taking this much too far. It's it's now common in this... I mean, it's a European thing that's come over here. It's now common to kiss people on the cheek when you're introduced to them. 
Yes, but not for not for, for complete and utter strangers. Yes, that you've never yes, James, it is. Before. It is. I'm afraid. It really is. Hmm. Well, you know that may be what you what you believe. However, however, James, it's it, what it it's what. It, no, it, it's what happens. It's what happens. I've seen it happen. I've had it done to me. Yeah, I've done it to people. Yeah, but the individual uncomfortable? Well, then, that individual is made to feel uncomfortable and feels like someone has acted inappropriately towards them? Well, then, they are, then they, they are entitled to, to their feelings, but I'm afraid that the majority of people, I believe, would not think that the, the kiss on the cheek or even the double kiss, which is now very, very common practice in all walks of life, when you are introduced to somebody, is not... Is not inappropriate. I, 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 but listen. That is not your judgment to make. That is the judgment of oh, the Oh, James. James, listen, a pat on the bum, uh, or, you know, a cheeky wink, a touch on the shoulder, yes, that's probably inappropriate. But you cannot say that the, the, the double kiss, often the air kiss, is inappropriate. Who, who, who gives you the right to say that? It's about making sure that there's a standard where no one can feel threatened. So what do we do? We just go up to each other and we don't we don't touch each other in any way whatsoever. No handshake. No. No, what, what, what yeah. no you can still offer the, the handshake. And as um, one of the speakers that often said, that that is exactly what she does with people that she's mm, never met right. before. She immediately offers her hand to avoid people who hugging her, hugging her inappropriately, leaning in for for an inappropriate kiss or doing any any other touch that she deems inappropriate. Because it's up to the individual on the receiving end to judge... Well, if someone goes in for the kiss, if someone goes in for the kiss, James, and they don't want it, then the person pulls away. That's all they need to do. I'm afraid that that you are incredibly out of touch if you do not think that a kiss or a double kiss is now pretty much the normal greeting for someone you're just meeting. I would say that you're actually the one who's out of touch and actually what you're... um, putting across is a point of view that actually is seen as very much outdated by a large well, no, James, the, the of kiss, people that no. I've been working with I mean talk well, d- 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 no, James, not at all. It's not outdated. It's quite, a, it's quite a recent introduction, I would say, within the last five, six, seven years. So it's, uh, I'm not coming from some 70s, you're all right, love, pat on the bum background. I'm coming from a modern, sensitive uh, uh, th- 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 background. No, I'd still say that what you're you're still describing does make people feel uncomfortable and that is why well that in your opinion in, in your to make sure that we have a in your opinion a James. behavior especially within um the realms of politics and public life where people oh, don't dear. do that with people they've never met okay before. so let's 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 so this is approach it with someone that you may already have that oh. level of connection with but it's not in your, with someone in, that you've never met in your opinion james it's not appropriate now, well, what is opinion, in the opinion of many others? That okay, well, look, James, listen. You've brought issue. up that you've brought up the opinion line. So, in the opinion of many others, it is appropriate. What's the James Shaddock way of meeting somebody? Then, what should we all be doing? We should just be basically responding to the body. Well, tell me what. Tell me what to do, James. Because I'm obviously completely out of touch. I obviously completely don't get it. So, what's the James Shaddock way of greeting somebody you've never met so that everybody feels comfortable? I normally just offer them my hand and offer to shake their hand. Wow. Okay. Well, James, thanks very much for joining us. That's uh, James Shaddock has formed a campaign group against harassment. The kiss is standard, isn't it? Isn't it? Maybe it's just because I come from a Ponzi media background, but the kiss is pretty much standard. Isn't it? Gosh, am I I a dinosaur? I realised that at some point in my life... 
uh, I, I will be the dinosaur. I will be the I will be the granddad in the room standing up and saying something that's completely inappropriate because times and language and attitudes have changed. I didn't think it would come when I was forty years old. Have I become the dinosaur in the room? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Yep. Problems at this, uh, this morning on the M1 northbound. This is junctions 9 to 10. We've had a call from Ray. He said he got stuck as he was trying to leave at junction 10 and that the queue on the exit slip road and leaving the motorway is about a mile long. So it's looking a bit sticky around there. I'm just going to have a look at the cameras and see if I can see anything causing a blockage. But we haven't had any reports of anything other than the delay. Certainly the M1 southbound has been running quite well this morning toward London. Got delays on the M25 anti-clockwise, queues from the M11 to Potter's Bar into the roadworks, also delays Kings Langley to the M40. If you're going across to the M11, it's really slow Harlow to Bishop Stortford. Police were holding traffic for a while while they dealt with a man on the hard shoulder. It's quite busy round Watford. Exchange Road northbound, there's been a burst water main. It's left surface water just after the Market Street junction through the one-way system. Black Cat roundabout, slow as it does tend to get at this time of day. Barford Bypass looking busy as well. Then the A1 into London, Boreham to Mill Hill is queuing. Chesant, A10 southbound delays from the Great Cambridge Road to the Winston Churchill Way. The A40 in High Wycombe is looking busy at the bottom of Marlow Hill. And the A414 in Hartford, slow moving between the A10 and Cross Lane. If you can update us, call us 08459 455 555. Adam Glynn, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Adam. Well, I'm, I'm coming to the realisation that perhaps I am an old-fashioned, outdated dinosaur. I'm Jim Davidson. I'm, um, the, not Bernard Breslau, the other gentleman. Bernard Manning. Really? Deary me. The kiss when you introduce to somebody, it's a continental thing. It's relatively new in this country. Am I hideously out of date? Or are people, like the last guest we just spoke to, James Shaddock, are they being oversensitive? I don't know the answer here. 08459 555. Let's get the news and sport now. Here's Catherine. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning with the 8.30 headlines. I'm Catherine Boyle. Police have made a sixth arrest in connection with the murder of Kempston man Sharif de Mersey. Police were appealing for witnesses to a sexual assault in Shefford Town Centre in the early hours of Sunday. And a St Albans Liberal Democrat has spoken out against sexism within his party, which he describes as a cultural problem. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. In the Premier League, Liverpool are top of the table after a two-all away draw at Swansea. The Liverpool manager Brendan Rodgers was pleased by his side's battling display after they conceded an early goal. The players show great character tonight and they kept going to the end and it's so important, especially away from home, that if you can't win a game, you don't lose it and that's something that we've done and it's a point that takes us back to the top of the table early on. Watford could be without midfielder Irene tonight for the match against Doncaster in the Championship. Here's the Hornets manager Gianfranco Zola. Well, Doncaster is tough because uh, it's a promote, new promoted team and uh, they have a lot of enthusiasm. I saw them playing against Charlton and they did very well. And, uh, so I'm expecting a tough game. They will be organised, strong, and, uh, and to get around the, that thing, the, we will have to be as organised as them and uh, with better quality. 
Tonight in the conference, Luton Town take on Dartford at Kenilworth Road and despite a disappointing 2-0 defeat at Wrexham last time out, manager John still won't be making wholesale changes. I've been really pleased with how we were playing. Uh, were we winning enough games? No. But were we playing well enough? Yes. But Friday we didn't. And it's wherever I take the last five games and say, well, one of them's not very good, so I need to change. That's not something I'm sure that I, I, I want to do. In the Southern Premier last night, St Albans lost 1-0 to Cambridge City, while tonight Alsey, Bedford and Burnham all play at home. Meanwhile, in Conference South, Boreham Wood are away to Farnborough. And that's the latest news and sport. I'll be back with more at nine o'clock. I'm confused, Catherine. I'm oh. scratching my head now. Try to find a picture of James Shaddock on the internet just so I can get a, the, 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 the grip on the gentleman. That's it, it, frowned upon, isn't it? <laughs> you certainly wouldn't want that. The kiss, going in for the kiss when you're introduced to somebody, it depends on the situation. If I was going into the bank and I was introduced to my bank manager, <laughs> I wouldn't go for the kiss there. But in terms of, of, of uh, in some workplaces I've done it, at, at social situations and at weddings and things... It is the norm, isn't it, nowadays? It is nice, and it feels weird if you don't sometimes. What, what I get confused by is when you do the kiss, do you give them a, a pat on the back as well, a slight hug? Because some people balk at that, don't they? Do, OK, so let's... If so, I'm going to kiss someone, I'm going to give them a squeeze as well. A little one. The squeeze is not allowed. What? So it's just faces? It's like, it's like um, Pretty Woman, but in reverse. <laughs> Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm genuinely confused. It, it, I am the dinosaur. I am my granddad. I am my mum. I am Jim Davidson. I'm the dinosaur. I'm out of touch. That's what James Shaddock was, was implying, was saying. Really? I knew I'd become a dinosaur at some point, but not at the age of 40. I thought I had another good 15 years. Part of me did hope I'd be hip and cool into my 60s. Well, that, that's not going to happen. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Now, we, we have been talking about sexism and sexual harassment this morning, and it's really thrown out some... Who'd have thought when uh, we decided we'd be talking about this, it would throw out so many different questions and quandaries? Well... It seems that sexual harassment is a problem within the Lib Dem party. St Albans councillor Chris White says it's a cultural problem within the party. Earlier on in the show, I spoke to Paul in Elstree. He used to work in a law firm in the 70s where what we now term as sexual harassment, well, it wasn't considered to be a problem then. I mean, I drew a limit to having us sit on the lap or something. I always thought that was a bit going too far. But Did that but happen then? Back in, in the day? Yeah, in my office it would do on occasions uh, when we were having kind of whiskey on a Friday afternoon or something and things got a bit more familiar. But I, I, but generally it was not acceptable. But but certainly if the secretary went off to get you a nice cup of coffee or something, you know, it, it wasn't a, meant as some sort of sexist rival battle going on. It was just the norm for that environment of that era. I'm, I'm keen, we've got 25 minutes left. If you worked in a typing pool, that's what they were called, wasn't it, in the sort of the 70s and 80s, or maybe you were a, a, a personal secretary for a, a boss in a company, could you give us a call and let us know if you experienced that type of behaviour and what you thought about it? Did you enjoy it? Did you just think oh, it's the norm, or did you think, oh, dear? 08459 455 555. Well, Cynthia's in High Wycombe. Cynthia, you did work in a typing pool in the 70s. Is that right? Yes, I did. There was about ten of us. Now, don't give us any company names, but what, what kind of business was it you were involved with? Um, food. Food, OK. Uh, and did you experience this uh, this behaviour that, that Paul was talking about? My work colleagues did. I made sure that I didn't get to that standard to go out because 
because I didn't like what happened to them. What kind of things did happen to them? Um, I can't really say on the phone. Oh. It wasn't. It wasn't very nice because they used to come back in and they were very distressed. Well, let me let me um, start from low down and let's see and work our way up. If that's not an inappropriate <laughs> phrase, I do apologise. So, uh, for example, sitting on the, the boss's lap. Uh, yes. They did that. Uh, having their bottoms pinched. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, having the boss drop a pen on the floor and saying, Miss Jones, would you bend over and pick that up for me, please? <laughs> yes. I'm scared to know what, I mean, what the, um, the, the being uh, uh, fondled? Um, yeah. Kissing? Well, it never got that far. One of them was so brave, they, they did something to him. What, a swift knee to the... <laughs> To, to the gentleman's bits. Yeah. Really? Dearie me. So there, there, there was inappropriate touching and inappropriate language and um, d- 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 attempt at taking it a little bit further. Yes, because when one girl, she came back in, she was floods of tears because of what had happened. And what we decided, we band together and we said, right, we're not going out of the typing pool. They have to get someone in to do it. Did, and this is, what I'm going to say may sound like it's demeaning the situation. I don't mean it to. Did any of the women actually quite enjoy it? No. No. No, we d- no they didn't. Paul, we spoke to earlier on, and just, just to stress, Paul did say he didn't indulge in this behaviour. He did see it. He, he said that, there, um, that some of the secretaries, there, there were perks. No, not, with, not within our typing pool. No, we weren't, we weren't like that. But I understand what he's saying but no not in this typing pool why did you stay there cynthia why did i stay there yeah because i like the group of girls but i didn't go out so that was all right and was did any of the bosses ever sort of come in and say cynthia you you, you've not you've you've stayed in here all the time come and come into my (laughs) office now no because they had to go through our our managers first right the manager they had to ask the manager to pick a girl to go out I am genuinely shocked by all of this. I mean, oh. I, I know the 70s were a bit carry-on and a bit naughty and stuff, but this this just sounds like another world to me. Oh, no, you shouldn't be shocked. No. Do you think that your, your career was um, d- d- faltered slightly by the fact that you were, were so um, uh, decisive you weren't going to leave that, that, that room? That you, you, Did you think you suffered as a result? Oh, no, 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 I didn't suffer at all, no. No, because I went on to do other things to okay. another company, so no. It's, and was it different it. in the other company? Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. Cynthia, I really appreciate uh, your time this morning. I'm, I am genuinely shocked. It is. What does it say? It's like Mad Men. It sounds worse than Mad Men. Oh, wait, 459 455 555. If you've worked in that environment, please tell me it's not like that now anyway. It can't be like that now anyway. It can't be, legally, it can't be like that now anywhere, but culturally we've changed enough, haven't we? Haven't we? Talking um, to uh, uh, James, wasn't it? James uh, Shaddock, I think his name was, earlier on, about uh, sexism uh, within the uh, uh, Lib Dem party. And um, he was saying, well, I... I thought some of his claims were a little bit extreme, which makes me think perhaps I am a dinosaur. He was saying that kissing people on the cheek is inappropriate when you've just been introduced to people. Maybe part of it comes because I work in Ponzi Media, 
in London where they're all kissing each other. And also, um, my wife's half Greek, so I kiss my I kiss her male cousins. That shocked me a bit. It's a full. It's not an air kiss with the boys. Oh, if it's Dimitri or Yogo, it's not an air kiss. It's a full-on wet, sloppy kiss on the cheek. So I'm kind of a bit more relaxed about it. Nancy's uh, in Royston. Morning, Nancy. Morning, Ian. How are you? Oh, well, I'm confused, Nancy. I'm scratching my head. I absolutely don't blame you. The kissing on the cheeks when you're introduced to someone in, in an appropriate situation. What's your stance on it? That's exactly how I do it. Um, I just listened to James when he was talking. I was absolutely just, I was stunned. I was like, what world are we living in now? I mean, everyone is, I just feel like everyone is so uptight. I will see, I work with my colleagues. I meet new people. I'm happy, you know, people of the opposite sex, men saying, hello, love. I absolutely love that. And I think it just makes me smile and makes the conversation go a bit more. Nancy, can I, I absolutely love it. Without, you don't need to go into specifics. Roughly, how old are you? I am 30 this year. 30 this year? I'm turning 30 in November, Oh, well, c- congratulations. It's all downhill from there. But that you are, you absolutely. are, a, I can legitimately call you a young person. Uh, yes, I think so. <laughs> where would you draw the line, though, Nancy? I mean, a, the, an arm around the shoulder, a, a pat on the bottom? I would draw the line with a pat on the bottom. I really would. Um, but oh. the kiss on the air cheek, the air, air kiss, I'm absolutely... The air cheeks. That's a whole different thing. Nancy, we're going to let you go because the, the line isn't a great one, but thank you very much indeed. We need to relax when it comes to uh, kissing on the cheek. Text it, Ian, you're moving in the wrong circles. Kiss on the first meeting is too much too soon. I hate the idea. Why would you kiss someone you don't know? A kiss is very intimate. See, it's not a snog. It's not a French kiss. Uh, Sharon says, you are wrong and James is right. If you don't know me, don't kiss me. Keep out of my space. Keep out of my space, man. Caroline's in... Maybe I am wrong on this. Caroline's in Stevenage. Caroline, what, what's your take on uh, the, the, the cheek kiss or the air kiss? Hi, good morning. Good morning. Hi. Hi. Um, well, actually, I, I work in schools, so I go a lot in schools to meet head teachers and other uh, teachers and practitioners. And somebody new, I would never expect in that professional capacity to kiss me. Mm. Um, and that's the sort of difference I feel it is. I think if I was um, meeting a friend or friends of friends who I don't know, then I'd happily go for a kiss. Yeah. Because it's in a personal family situation but in that unknown if i never met people in my professional capacity i would never go to kiss someone i expect to shake their hand when i walked in to meet the head uh, teacher or somebody in school i think with head teachers yes that makes sense i may, maybe it's because i'm coming from two different worlds i'm coming from mm-hmm. a world where my wife is half greek and it's continental and I, 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 we kiss all the time over there mm-hmm. and also this this ridiculous media world where it's all airy fairy and oh my darling it's all that kind of nonsense goes on mm-hmm. and uh, every woman i've I'm trying to think. The last few weeks, I've been introduced to a few women in various work circumstances. It's been the kiss on the cheek. So maybe it is. It, it, it's maybe that's a bit. I, I just would not, I, especially. Um, I wouldn't do it if I was meeting a female head or mm. male head. How about um, if I met if I met you, Caroline? If 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 uh, we were at an event and there was uh, 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 Ian, this is Caroline from Stevenage. And if I, I shook your hand and went in for for a, a cheek kiss, what would you, how would you feel? Um, I think if it was in a sort of friendly, not work capacity, I would happily give you a kiss. Uh, and you wouldn't, would, uh, let me not put words into your mouth, would no. you feel I was being sexually inappropriate or taking advantage of you in any way? No, I wouldn't, no. Okay, well, that's, uh, Caroline, thank you. I, I am scratching my head slightly. Normally I know the answer to everything. Everything. I do, no, I do. I thought I knew the answer to this. Now I'm not so sure. 
yes, it would be inappropriate to, to air kiss a head teacher, wouldn't it? A bank manager, a nurse. This is the nurse that'll be looking after you. Oh, nice to meet you. But, I, you know, pop stars and actors I've met, I've gone, I've gone for the air kiss, hence my uh, tongue ending up in Wendy James's uh, ear. 08459 555. You have to judge the situation. I'm not saying it's, it's a hard, fast-written rule that y- you, you stick with. You judge the situation, you judge the context, you read the body language. But saying never giving somebody an air kiss when you've just met them for the first time, I think is... I think that's... Um, Slightly oversensitive. 08459 455 555. It's a quarter to nine. BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel news now with Adam. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Still delays in Watford, Burstwater Main on Exchange Road, northbound, just after the Market Street Junction, around the wrong way, one way system there. It is looking very busy also got anti-clockwise M25 delays as traffic makes its way into the roadworks section from the M11 through to Potter's Bar and then from Kings Langley to the M40 it is patchy traffic all the way round. On the A10 in Chesant it's slow from the Great Cambridge Road through to the Winston Churchill Way and then down to the M25. You've got some A41 delays on the approach to the M25 at Junction 20. Busy in Harpenden this morning, the Luton Road, particularly eastbound Roundwood Lane to the High Street. Hitchin looking a little bit slow as you make your way in on the A602. The A505 a little bit busy as well. Clop Hill, the A507, has been looking slow on and off this morning. Not too bad at the minute. At the M1 northbound, we had the reports of the problems Junction 9 to 10 from Ray, who said he was struggling to get off the motorway at Junction 10 because of a queue that was about a mile long. Still looking a little slow, but I don't think it's as bad as it was. Bletchley, some delays coming in on the A421 as you come toward Milton Keynes. And it's looking pretty good for the trains and tubes. Adam Glynn, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Adam. It's 8.47. It's Tuesday, the 17th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Police have made a sixth arrest in connection with the murder of Kempston man Sharif Dumrese. Police are appealing for witnesses to a sexual assault in Shefford Town Centre in the early hours of Sunday. In sport, Australia beat England by 49 runs in the deciding one-day international at Southampton to take the series 2-1. Coming up, love, we'll be talking about people called love and also the cheek kiss. Is it completely inappropriate? 08459 455 555. Let's get the weather now. Here's Kate Kinsella. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Well, it looks like the cloud is slowly moving across all of us now. We've still got a little bit of brightness coming up here and there, so parts of West Hertfordshire and also out towards the eastern fringes of Bedfordshire is still quite bright out there, but the cloud is on its way. I'm just looking at the satellite picture now. Now, the rain is also on its way too, but it looks like it won't be joining us till the latter part of the morning into lunchtime and beyond. It's going to be fairly chilly today with all the rain and also the increasing breeze. We're looking at a maximum of just 12 Celsius, 54 degrees in Fahrenheit. Now the rain continues for a time tonight but eventually it moves south, breaks up, dries up so it ends up dry uh, for us with one or two clearer spells. That's when the temperature's going to drop but the minimum down to between 8 or 9 Celsius. Tomorrow morning it looks like we'll have a bit of cloud around but it will break up. We'll get some sunny spells. One or two showers around tomorrow afternoon but they're not going to last too long and everyone's just going to feel that little bit happier tomorrow 
because it's going to feel a bit warmer. 15, 16 Celsius the predicted maximum for tomorrow. But it is wet and windy again for Thursday. And as we head into Friday, it's an improving picture. And it may even start to feel a little warmer as we head through to the weekend. And that's your forecast. Tonight, there are home games for two of our teams. That's the move of the match and the Hatters. And you can choose who to listen to. The Tokyo into the box. On digital radio, plus 98 and 103.8 FM, you can hear Watford against Doncaster. Looks for oh! the goalkeeper. What a goal! Christian or listen to Luton versus Dartford online on Medium Wave 95.5 and 104.5 FM. Andre Gray equalises with a stunning strike. Three Counties Sport, tonight from 7 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Those men love sport too much. I really think they need to uh, indulge in a little bit of meditation, relaxation, calm down and just you know, just uh, chillax. Chillax. Chillax is up there with guesstimate. I, I love made-up words where it's just been... Hey, let's put two words together, shall we, guys, and see what we come up with. We've come up with chillax, and we've come up with guesstimate. Uh, quickly, let's have a look at some of your Facebook comments on uh, Russell Brand. Why do you find him sexy? What, what's so sexy about Russell Brand? Sheila says, I've got no idea. Natasha says, Russell Brand is to comedy as Robbie Williams is to music. An overpaid redcoat. He's basically a smiling assassin. Everything your mum warned you to stay uh, stay away from, but it would take one Sunday dinner invitation and she would be in the palm of his hand. The lovable rogue. That's what does it. Victoria says, no, just no. Lisa, oh, Lisa. Lisa, you've gone all dreamy for him. Isn't it funny how some of you just go a bit dreamy? Hang on a second, I've just lost you. Hang on, where are you? Lisa, 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 Lisa. Here's a wordsmith. Roughly eloquent, a charmer, a beautiful train wreck. Very manipulative in the art of bombardment of words, which I think those situations give him a legal high. Well, somebody else who fits that dis- description is Justin Daly. Good morning, Justin Hello, Daly. Hello, Ian. Good morning. How are you, boss? Yeah, I'm confused, Justin. What are you confused about? The, 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 the air kiss. The air kiss? Yeah, do you do the air kiss? Why on earth would I do the air kiss? It's ridiculous. Sorry? Why would I do the air kiss? Well, the air kiss, if you meet somebody, you're introduced to somebody. If you're yeah. introduced to um, Wendy James, as I was, mm-hmm. you go for the air kiss. No, just kiss them. Where? On the cheek. OK, all right, all right, so fine, you'd go for the cheek kiss then. Yeah, of course I would. I, I, you I, don't I was... go in for the lips straight away, do you? No, no, After okay. a few drinks, maybe. Calm down, back away from that. Mm-hmm. I was linking the air kiss in with the cheek kiss. Yeah. You don't see a problem with the cheek kiss. No. You sexist, outdated pig. But why is that a problem? You're just being nice. Uh, see, uh, with someone you don't know. But... I don't get this. I, I don't get this. If you if you randomly go up to somebody in the street and you kiss them, obviously that's going to be offensive. But if you're meeting somebody for the first time, yes, why not? You're I, just being friendly. OK, I introduce you to my wife. We're mm-hmm. at uh, a BBC Three Counties Christmas function. She and I would never go. <laughs> but I say, Justin, uh, Justin, yep. uh, this is uh, my wife, Fandango. Fandango, this is my colleague, Justin Dealey. Mm-hmm. D- would you go in for a cheek kiss then? I would take her hand, kiss her hand, and then kiss her on the cheek. The hand kiss? Yes. How many kisses on the cheek? One or two? Um, probably just the... Actually, two. Two. OK. Mm. James Shaddock, uh, who's uh, uh, formed a, a campaign group against harassment, thinks that we are out of date. Oh, come on, for goodness sake. You know, in this country, there's so many things that, that you're not supposed to do. It's just getting ridiculous. If you meet somebody for the first time, you shake their hand, you give them a kiss, what on earth is wrong with that? If you kiss somebody and then grab their backside, clearly that's an issue, but if you're giving somebody a kiss, I can't see what the issue is.
issue is. Mm. No, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with this. Again, we, we do kind of work in media circles and you meet a lot of pop stars. And mm. you, uh, maybe, I don't know. Uh, it's confusing. The reason we're talking about this is because uh, uh, St Albans councillor Chris White says that sexism and sexual uh, harassment is a cultural problem within the Lib Dem party. I'm, I'm getting very confused mm, by, so by things. Uh, Chris White, Justin, has suggested that some words are no longer acceptable. Have, have a quick listen to this. With love, friend. Is, is something which is, is no longer tolerated, whereas 30 years ago it, it could be appropriate from a senior man to a junior woman. OK, so he was saying there, you may have missed the beginning, he was saying there that the word love is no longer appropriate. Well, you, you've been out <laughs> asking people, you're chuckling, I'm uh, yeah. guessing you don't have a problem with it, do No, you? I mean, I don't often use it, I'll be honest with you. But you I say think... a lot worse in the office. <laughs> But in a friendly way. I don't think to, to call anybody love is, is offensive. As I All said, right, I don't... girls, get us a cough with two shugs. <laughs> but then again, they go and get it for me, don't they? You they see, do. it works. It they works. Do. Yes, they do. So, yeah, I've been talking to uh, ladies in Luton this morning, asking them if they find that term love offensive. Here's what they had to say. Here are the ladies in Luton. No, I love it. You love it? Yeah, because I like uh, calling people, hello, love, hello, darling. It's such a nice word that in the morning when someone tells me like that, I'll feel, oh... I'm blessed. This is my lovely day. I mean, some women do find it very offensive. Can you understand why? I can't understand why. I don't even know why. Because I don't find it that it's uh, something that someone can get annoyed with. No. I love it. Do these people need to get a life? They need to get a life. They have something... There's something wrong, maybe, if you, if you're annoyed with that word. We like you, love. Thank you very much. Thank you, my darling. It depends on the tone and the circumstances. If you were in a London market, mm-hmm. or even St Albans market, they'd say, morning, love, want to buy some tomatoes. If it was done by someone who says, morning, love, as if you were a problem, I would be very unhappy. If somebody called you love, would you find that offensive? Unless it was my partner. So unless it was your partner, you would? Yeah. Why would you find it offensive? I don't know. You just don't like it? No, or any other thing like Angela, where are you off to today? You're looking all pretty nice. <laughs> I'm going to a meeting in Milton Keynes. Fantastic. Well, have a good meeting. If I was to say morning love, would you find that offensive? No, would I you come can't. after me and hit me? No, I'd smile at you and say hello. I think it's friendly. I think it's just a greeting that we use in the UK and it's fine. Why should you be offended? I think some women are pushing it to the point now where it's almost impossible for a man or even women actually sometimes to, to, to do right from wrong. And just lastly, Ian spoke to a guest around 30 minutes ago who said that when you meet somebody for the first time, it's inappropriate to give them a hug. You're going to a meeting in Milton Keynes. If you meet somebody for the first time and they give you a hug, would you find that uncomfortable? No, I wouldn't, but I work for a big Austrian group where kissing on the cheeks, because I work with a lot of foreigners, is quite normal, so you get used to it. I do know some of my younger female colleagues sort of back off against the wall going, oh, don't touch me, because they read too much in Cosmopolitan and things like that about how you're supposed to act. But it's just friendly. But it's just friendly, and it's how you interpret it. If I want to see it as threatening behaviour, then I think that says more about me than the person who's doing it to me. The first time I met my wife's Greek family, uh, Justin, big mm. Greek fellas, Yorgo and Dimitri, <laughs> uh, and they, we, they, they, you start with a handshake, they then put their arm forward to bring you to them, it's a big man hug, <laughs> and it's, it's a kiss on the cheek, and it's not just a peck, it's mm. a wet, sloppy kiss Ooh. on both cheeks, and I still have to do it with her brother, and, yeah. and it, it's still part of me thinks, oh, this is odd, but it's kind of quite nice. Yeah, do you know what, I was thinking that earlier on, because um, obviously, in this country, men don't do it that often, why don't we get a campaign going, because I, I can see where you're coming from, that's actually quite a nice thing, it's quite endearing. The kissing campaign. Yes. I'm in. 
Yeah. We've got an email from Lisa Borenwood. Morning, Ian. This whole kissing strangers thing, I'm not a fan of. I came into the studio last year. You didn't lunge, nor did I get a kiss on the cheek. I got a big boy's handshake. Well, okay. Must have been an unusual day for you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and she was. Uh, she goes on to say, sexually inappropriateness in the 70s, I think that went way into the 80s. Uh, I, I know. I was very proud of the put-down comment at the age of 19. I walked into an office doing the coffee round to find the marketing manager flashing... <laughs> And I greeted him with the lewd... uh, And it was greeted with a lewd comment. My response was, I'm fed up, not hard up. (laughs) (laughs) The boss was flashing in the office. Hey, come on, come on in. I think if we're to get real here, I think a lot of people think these problems have gone away. They are still very much there. And, you know, I do feel for ladies because I often hear the stories. (laughs) No, hang on, I'm I do. Ladies and gentlemen, Justin, can we get that clip, please? Justin Dealey saying, I do feel for ladies. I do, because if, if you're working for a company and you're really enjoying that job and you've got a boss who's, who, let's say, is, is, is a bit naughty yes. and he's doing things like that, if you go and say something, the chances are that, yes. that you may actually lose your job. But yeah. I think those bosses now are hopefully a lot less than what they were in the 70s or the 80s. Well, listen, if, if our boss uh, flashed us here at BBC Three Counties Radio, I would certainly be writing a strong report about her behaviour yeah. and how I found it inappropriate. How, well, okay, let's let's get this um, this kissing campaign up and running, Justin. We need to get mm. a, a picture of us on the Facebook uh, kissing. Yep, let's do uh, it uh, on the cheeks. Uh, and uh, we'll, maybe one day this week or next week, we'll send you out in, into the streets of Luton, kissing people and we hugging people. We could even have a theme tune, "Kissing with Confidence." Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, it's not it's not your silly music show on a Saturday, just mm, silly. Uh, sorry, uh, did I say that word out loud? It's not your music show on a Saturday. What the highly successful music show on a Saturday that, that you want to be part of? Is that well, right? <laughs> yes, that's the one. Justin, can I pick a song every week on your show? Wasn't oh, that the conversation last week? You said you weren't going to tell them that. Sorry. Ta-ta. One final text uh, on uh, uh, kissing. Uh, Ian, you are wrong. And James is right. Well, one more on sexism, actually. Uh, I work in a business environment. The cheek-to-cheek kiss is totally inappropriate and unprofessional. Well, maybe I have got it wrong. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. M25 anti-clockwise, still pretty slow into the roadworks, Waltham Abbey to Potter's Bar. As you go round further anti-clockwise, you'll find some delays at Maple Cross to the M40, and clockwise actually starting to get busy through the roadworks now as well this morning, past South Mims, the A1M. A10 Chesant, slow from the Craig Cambridge Road toward College Road. In Enfield then, other side of the M25, there's an A10Q from Turkey Street to the M25. A40 in High Wycombe, looking very busy at Marlow Hill. The A41 in Watford, as you come down to the M25 at Kings Langley, there's a delay and we've still got this burst water main in Watford Exchange Road northbound the A411 through the one-way system just after Market Street causing some short delays if you're heading into London A1 Boreham Wood southbound holiday into Mill Hill it's slow as it always is but there's a broken down car at Apex Corner as well Adam Glynn BBC Three Counties Radio thank you Adam back tomorrow at six o'clock JVS is up next there's only one thing I've got left to say but I do feel for ladies Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. And coming up on this morning's Big Phone-In, would you like to see the Muslim Veil banned from some 